So you still want to talk about dumbass ring rats? <laughs> ring rats. We got plenty of topics uh, to choose from. We got plenty of people. Plenty of ring rats to talk about, huh? Oh, yeah. I don't think we need to waste the discussion on ring rats. That's we might true. alienate some people. <laughs> if the shoe fits, or in their case, if the dick fits. Oh. I'd alienate, I'd alienate some listeners and damn sure alienate some of the boys and possibly their wives as well. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Jason Collins. He's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> So, speaking of dumb bitches, I hate that I'm related to some. Yeah. Bro. Tell me a fuck about it. Here's the bad thing. I hate drama, period. No yeah. doubt. We're too old for that shit, man. Y- y'all know that, that I hate drama. Y'all know the drama I dealt with this week over a fucking dumbass who essentially was too old for drama. But the one we're referring to in your family... This bitch, if she had kids of her own, she would have grandkids by now. I mean, basically, she does anyway. Uh, yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean, but yeah. But, and not only that, I mean, because let's, let's be 100% honest, we're old enough to have grandkids. This bitch could actually have great-grandkids. She's acting like a fucking child talking to a 15-year-old about drama. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I've always said that she's been a strange one, though. Oh, no doubt. And it, if and you don't judgy, fit into... Judgy, exactly. Judgy. If you don't fit into the mold that she thinks you should be in, it's not... You, you're not doing right. You need to change. And you're a bad person. Are y'all talking but, about this on the podcast? But, yeah. but as, them, as them Christians love to say, she's highly favored. She highly. I don't, know, that mean, I don't know what that means. We shall overcome, my lord. That's a slave song. That's different, Josh. We'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> but every time somebody says highly favored, I always tell them I like Kool Aid better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Flavor A's not highly flavored. I don't know. Flavor A was that. Bro just missed a yoke. Wide open. Alley oop dunk and hit the front of the rim with a ball. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we give advice on this show about, you know, life and, you know, it's usually man advice because we're all men and, you know, we take men's health seriously, but this is for everybody. Don't live your life consumed by fucking drama and hearsay. <coughs> right. Agreed. Especially shit that does not affect you. Especially grown-ass motherfuckers. Yes, here's the thing, people. If you ain't living with somebody and paying their bills and married to them, you have no right to know who's fucking who. Period. Done. I mean, shit. All this just because you're banging my wife, Ben.
What's up, fuckers? What's up, guys? Hello. And welcome to another Willis edition of the Turn the Buckle podcast. He's not here this time, guys. I am one of your hosts, Jason Hampton. I am your other host, Josh Cox. And I'm the host of the most, baby, Ben Thrasher. That's right. Beetlejuice Thrasher here is a... That's once. That's one. <laughs> That's day one. Damn. Speaking of Beetlejuice, I had a Zach nut the other day. Ooh. I'm kind of a bunch of That's been a minute. It is a peanut butter candy bar with toasted coconut on top. So if you like a Chico stick, it's like that candy bar form. I like a good Chico stick. You like that bubble gum? That I want it. So I done or nothing because y'all so thick. Oh, good God, these dumbass dogs. Uh, be more pacific. They're running and chasing after each other, so they, they're getting loud. Ah, uh, I guess which two it is. Yep, the crackheads. Yep, Josh's and Jennifer's. <laughs> nah, Jennifer don't claim that one. I wouldn't either. Alright, what kind of news y'all got today, boys? Well, there, Mr. Ben German. Uh, he was wearing lederhosen. Lederhosen? Yeah. She told me, yeah, I'm from Sweden. And we were on a train. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> I feel like we should have traded places. Habuya, kabuya, kabuya, kaha. God damn, the fucking gorilla. I love oh, such a good movie. Yeah. All those Eddie Murphy movies. I don't think I can name a bad one. No, I agree. Now, in the 90s, I can give you some bad Eddie Murphy movies. But the 80s, you had the Beverly Hill Cops movies, you had Trading Places, uh, both 48 Hours. Coming to America, the Raw and Delirious stand-up specials. Oh, hell yeah. Hey, Josh. What? When I, when I say turkey, you say corn. Turkey. Corn. Oh, that Tommy Davidson shit had me rolling. That's hilarious. Uh, what you boys got for news there? Uh, apparently, Naomi is has confirmed that she is no longer in the WWE. On her Instagram that promoted her for WrestleCon and somebody commented and asked her, are you even still with WWE? She's like, nope. Well, it had been a few months ago that she changed her Twitter handle to Trinity Spot 2. Right. So I was just, I didn't, I didn't assume she would ever come back anyway. No. Now, as far as what's next for her, I don't know. She's well, that good... kind of goes back to, you know, a text that we had in group chat last night about Alexa Bliss. Um, Will kind of got offensive that I didn't like her, or offended that I didn't like her. Uh, Will said he liked her more for her outside-the-ring stuff than inside-the-ring, but I'll be honest with you. I loved NXT Alexa. I loved the... Uh, 
the fire was a, it wasn't a firefly like a fairy when she first debuted yeah but when they put her with buddy uh west blake buddy murphy or blake and murphy whatever you want to call them yeah and the freddy krueger inspired gear just her as a manager was incredible and her first first run there in wwe i loved but uh ever since the pandemic and that bray white shit to me she's dead in the water it's almost like drew mcintyre i really don't know that you can do anything to pull her back out and make her mean anything anymore it would take but, something it would take something big to get her back to where she was like maybe going back to the goddess or something going back to nxt going back to her roots and then like being the badass like she was so you're saying like a Mandy Rose re- career rejuvenation in NXT. Right. I mean, go back down there and be like she was in NXT. I could see that, but keeping her on the main roster and keeping her doing this other shit, I just, you know, I don't see it. But the comparison I was making was that in that same group chat, I was like, uh, you know, I love a lot of the women they have on the main roster now, but it's getting stale and stagnant, so... I wonder if, you know, that was a deciding factor with with uh, the former Naomi of that, you know, they're only pushing the same handful of girls. Right. And it's, it's been like that forever, though. Right. But the other ones that over, they get a tag title run, then they get lost in the picture more than the people they're not even using at all. The tag team champions always have. Yep. So is it that she's sitting back and looking at former colleagues and what they're doing at AEW, which, granted, AEW's women's division, we've said this for years, has been book shitty. Yeah. But it's looking at, you know, the possibility of a clean start somewhere without the pressure of her husband being related to the top draw in the company. Is she looking at what her best friend Sasha or uh, Monet is doing in Japan? Or could she be looking at just other options? But they really need to rejuvenate that women's division. There's, they've got so much talent uh, that's not being used. It's on the main roster, but they've got so much talent in NXT. So Roka is phenomenal. Uh, Zoe Starks is phenomenal. Uh, what is it? Uh, Katana. Katana Chance and Kate Carter and Katana, whatever her name is now, are great. Uh, Nikita Lyons, if she could ever stay healthy, she's big money. Uh, Gigi's money. Yes. Gigi's money. Jacy's money. Uh, Fallon Henley's money. Uh, you know. NXT. NXT. Stratton is money. NXT has always had a stable and consistently talented women's division. Even when they would lose a handful of really good bulk of their they talent, had, they'd always they have had, somebody rebuild. They had the next up philosophy. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, just, you know. I was hoping with Hunter being in charge that that would carry over to the main roster, but it hasn't with the men, it hasn't with the women. It's same handful of guys, same matches. So, you know, I kind of just, I don't know. But, you know, good for her on whatever decision she made. Uh, another thing about Alexa, she was uh, revealed last night as being a contestant on she was the axolotl on the mass singer yeah that's the name of the show i don't watch it i couldn't remember the name of it so that explains her absence from tv and also well, i found this i was thing. about to say that's not the only thing yeah. she also right. had a uh, skin cancer on her face that she had removed yeah yeah i've seen that too so uh 
glad that they gave her time off to do that and you know glad that she was able to supplement some income by doing the tv show the man the mass singer that's it right but That was our first sidebar on some news there, but yeah, I just I think the I think it's it's, it's not what it used to be anymore. WWE is not that the end all be all anymore. It's not the destination it used to be. Right. And even when you get there, you know people are wanting to leave. Well, here's some interesting bit of news right here. <clears throat> so, CM Punk, in a now deleted story on his Instagram, goes into a little bit of detail about his matches with John Moxley. And apparently squashing pretty much called Meltzer a liar, J- uh, J- uh, Jericho a liar, and all this shit. Because they said that the reason why they well, had he him... called Jericho a liar and a stooge. Yes, liar and a stooge. Because they was talking about oh the reason why Moxley squashed Punk on that episode of Dynamite was because Punk didn't want to lose and this that and the other and Punk pretty much said sigh I wasn't cleared to come back to wrestle yet then the plan was to wrestle at the pay per view I sat and listened to Moxley's Rocky Three idea I explained how I never had seen a Rocky movie and I thought the idea sucked but if the boss wanted to do it whatever he said he wouldn't lose to me. I never experienced someone refusing to lose to me. I just laughed. I asked if Tony, if this is what he wanted to do. He said yes. He's the boss, so I said okay. But I needed to be cleared first. They kept saying it could just be a squash, so I didn't need to be cleared. I scoffed at that. My health is more important. Dave Meltzer's a liar. Jericho's a liar and a stooge. There were plans, but plans always change. But I'll never put a company above my health ever again. Yep. You know, I love the punk. I'm a punk fan. Yep. Lost a lot of respect when he said he's never seen a Rocky movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> jokes, B-Boys, jokes. But, as much as I want to like Moxley, everything that's coming out about the way he handles himself at AEW, I'm, I can't stand it. You know, you don't know how much of it is true, but there's so much bad shit coming out about his attitude at AEW. Who, Moxley? Yeah, I have no use for him. He's yeah. he thinks he's bigger than the business is the way he's you know that they're portraying him right now. Yeah, and he's not that fucking good. Well, let me slightly disagree with you. He's good. I enjoy Moxley matches when he actually wrestles and he actually works. Yeah, but he's got to. He's got to the point now where he's almost like John Cena, where he just has to hit the hit the move or two that everybody wants to see, and whatever else happens, it doesn't matter to him. Exactly. I agree that he's good, or has the potential to be good, but he's not showing it. So, therefore, I have to base my assessment on what he gives us. What he gives us, to me, is not good. It's not entertaining. It's outlaw mud show deathmatch bullshit and all he does is bleed. Yeah. Could he whoop Punk's ass in a real fight? I don't know because I don't know that Moxley's a legit badass. Punk's probably not a legit badass but he does have a MMA background. Whether or not he got his ass beat two fights or not, he did it. Says a lot. 
says more about that than most people that won't ever step their butts in the, the octagon. Exactly. But my thing is, refusing to lose some, to somebody is ridiculous. Period. It's a work. Yeah. He's not going to make any more money if he beat Punk for the world title than if he's doing this fucking shitty-ass reboot of the fucking Blackpool Combat Club who... Uh, I firmly believe Don Callis is the new leader of that after last night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, agreed. But whether he does that or not, it's the same shit. Like, it's not like you're getting pay-per-view. You know, they're they're probably getting bonuses from pay-per-view. I'll give them that. But that's four times a year. Hey, speaking of which, did you say how they covered up Punk's face on the uh, truck when they did the angle? Yeah, the tables against it. Yeah. Now. Which I I called the Don Callis thing right then because he's just like, they're not important. You know, you against El Hidio de Vikingo, uh, which was fucking phenomenal. Agreed. Fucking crazy, man. You know, there's a lot of people shitting online today. I'm supposed to take a. Five, six and a half, and a hundred eighty-five pound guy, credible as a world champion. They're not trying to present him to you as a world champion right now. Well, hang on. What about anybody? Remember a guy uh, a few years back in WWE named Rey Mysterio? Well, that's my point. I was like, what about Mysterio? Guerrero was under six foot tall. If he wouldn't have been juicing, he was under two hundred pounds. Dude, Guerrero. Guerrero and Benoit both were my height, and you know, small. Well, then you got Brett and Sean, who were, you know, six foot, six foot one, but were smaller guys. Exactly. Yep. To me, I don't give a fuck what size you are. This isn't the 80s where it's all about monsters and bodies. But let's be honest, if they want to talk that, let's compare. Give me a major draw heavyweight world champion. Major draw? Yeah, uh, or just a... Uh, just, uh, a big heavyweight world champion. First one that pops in your head. Taker. Okay. Did Taker draw more money smacking than Brett did? Uh, probably. Now think about this when you answer the question. He had a three-day run when he beat Hogan at Survivor Series that year. Lost it back at the Tuesday in Texas pay-per-view. He didn't win the title again until WrestleMania 12 when he beat Sid. Business is down because this is the Nash, Nash's Sean era, right? Yeah. Then by the time he becomes a world champion again, you're the Attitude Era. So at that point, you can't pinpoint who your draw is, really. And even if you had to say who your draw was in the Attitude Era, we all know it was Austin. Austin. Then later in the Ruthless Aggression Era, you've got two world champions. So can you really say that he drew money as a world champion? That's a good point. Now, the argument to that, of course, is always going to be Hogan. But had Flair been in WWF at that time, and Flair was the world champion, would he have drew that money? If Hogan was in the AWA or NWA, would he have drawn the same money? It's hard to tell. Flair, I think Flair was in the right spot. I don't think he would have drew as well if he would have been... 
I don't either, because once he got to there, he would have had to have been there for years before they put the world title on it. Because once he got there, the crowd didn't know how to react to his wrestling style, for one. Here's another one. JBL, hell of a world champion. Yeah. Not a body guy. Big, big motherfucker, but not a body guy. But he drew money in the Ruthless Aggression era because everybody paid to see him get his ass beat. Yep. Yep. Whether there was two world champions or not, they paid to see JBL get his ass beat. Hey, I'm glad you just brought that name up. I got an idea for our discussion topic, and I will just bring it up when we start the discussion because I think it'll be a good one. Okay. I think I know what it is. Yeah, but with, you know, with Punk, Punk's another small, small guy. But did he draw money as the world champion? Oh, yeah. Yeah, fucker bought a goddamn bus. You know, the size don't matter, but, you know, we got off track there. But I wonder, since we don't do results anymore, I wanted to put that over that uh, I've seen uh, Vaquino a couple of times, but I've never seen him live like that. Yeah, I was about to say, I've seen clips before, but I've never seen a whole match until last night. Yeah, and he impressed the shit out of me. Like, that match is fucking incredible. It was really good, but... uh... Uh, Gambino was over here last night and watched wrestling with us. Who was? Uh, Joey Gambino. Okay. And uh, he made a point. He made a real good point. He said... He actually usually does. Well, he said, you may see a graphic come through Twitter later on that says, uh, El Hijo del Vaquino is now all elite. He said, you might see that. He said... But what's that going to do for him? Nothing. He said, think about, he he couldn't think of his name. He said, the masked guy that was in Ring of Honor, talking about Bandito. Bandito. He said, he has a match, badass match against uh, Danielson. Uh He gets the graphic. Bandito is now all elite. He said, what's that done for him? You've not seen him. He's not been on TV. He's not been on dark. He's not done anything. Yeah, and when he is on TV, it's Ron Page. Right. He's like, so is that really, is it really anything special to get the <laughs> the All Elite graphic anymore? Well, we've said that for a long time. That, you know, they're signing, anybody that comes in and has a banger, they sign. Now, to that, and, you know, this might be because he's a personally a friend, but you know, it meant something when Anthony Henry got the got the image. Right. But these guys are already stars in other territories. It's going to do nothing for him except limit his appearances in AAA. Then he's going to come to, you know, AEW and just be another guy. Right. To where if they keep him to where he comes in and does, you know, random spots, it means something when he's there. Kind of like they did with Osprey. Oh, yeah. I would say Ozzy Open, too, but they bastardized Ozzy Open with those two straight weeks of the tag team battle royals. Yeah, I still don't like that. No, but they had put that they hadn't been getting bookings from Japan, so it did give them income for a couple of weeks. I, I didn't hate that fact about it, but, you know, and you really couldn't put them over because after they posted that and, it was released, they were on Dynamite. New Japan signed them to 
a tour starting the date of the AEW pay-per-view, so. Oh, okay, well, at least they got something out of it. Right, but at that point, they're not special, uh, and I agree with Joey completely. You can't sign everybody. Now, if he was going to sign certain people like we hoped he would do, and it's not looking like that's what he's going to do because Ring of Honor's up and running now. They've got their own television, albeit on a streaming service. They've got their own pay-per-view coming up, but he's still got two of their singles champions on the main roster doing bullshit with Moxley. Right. Uh, which I totally hate. Wheeler Yuta is a badass. He'll make zero sense. I agree Body, with that. Audio was so over, why turn him heel? If Mox wants to be a heel and play with other people and bleed with other people he's not played with yet, let him do that. Don't bring those two down with you. Put them over to Ring of Honor. If you really want Claudio back, have him drop the belt to Kingston <coughs> the 31st. Because Kingston, I promise you, would be okay working the Ring of Honor tapings and pay-per-views. Yeah. He would love to hold that title and to work with these young guys. And, you know, find somebody. There's so many guys on that roster that you could drop to. Oh, you know, no doubt. I, I, well, you I know who he's wrestling at the pay-per-view, don't you? Do what? Did you see who he's wrestling against at the pay-per-view? No. Who was it that he challenged? Um, Shibata. He challenged Shibata. Well, he'll beat Shibata. But Shibata, Bata, Shibang, Bang? It should transfer over to Forbidden Door with them either. Like, there's so many guys on the roster. Like, I just said a guy, Anthony Henry, could be your pure champion. He can wrestle that style. Right. I wouldn't do that personally. I would have him and J.D. Gray uh, be in the tag team title tournament, which, in my opinion, the Lucha Brothers are going to win that. There's no sense in putting them in there and them not winning it. Unless they're not going to be full-time Ring of Honor and that's just some names to try to get eyes on the pay-per-view. Uh, yeah, but I, if, if you're going to separate the roster, separate the roster. Live and die by your Ring of Honor roster. Since you mentioned yeah. Forbidden, Forbidden Door a little bit ago, um, they just posted that not only have they already sold out in the pre-sale, but they've passed the million-dollar Canadian market in the pre-sale sale so far. That was as of yesterday. With, with no stories, no announced zero, matches. Zero matches announced. Yep. I mean, but front really... Row seat, front row seats were almost six grand Canadian, so like 3,200 American. I was that just was about to say, a million Canadian is like 75 cents American. Come on. Yeah. But still, though, they sold out a fucking big-ass arena. You got to give them credit for that. With no build. Heck yeah. And if it's anything like last year, and then, hold on a second. Yeah, but with the how great it was last year, and all the stuff that we could have this year, now that Danielson's healed up, Cole's back, there's a lot of different matches we could potentially have. I was disappointed with Cole's announcement of his return opponent. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, we're gonna get Danielson. Uh, we're gonna get Cole and Garcia. Cole's going to win off of JS to beat him up and have six months of uh, angles. Very disappointed in that. Yeah. Well, don't be wrong. The match, will be good. the match will be good, but... The end segment is going to be shit because we know it's going to happen. I'm just tired of anything with Jericho, and I'm getting tired of anything with the Blackpool Combat Club. 
the only thing that I liked about the whole announcement last night is when uh, Garcia is going off and he's like, I'm the best pro wrestler. And then he stopped himself and they're like, sports entertainer. Yeah, don't get me wrong. He can cut a promo and he can work. But I'm with Josh. We all know what's going to happen. Yeah. There's going to be some bullshit since we can't. Uh, I also like QTV. I love QTV. I'm still up in the air about it. The first one I liked, the one last night was kind of eh. As long as they don't make that the only segment that they put Hobbs in. I didn't, I didn't see last night. What was it? Uh, Solo was oh, talking yeah, about. I did, I did the word Penta didn't come out to say Phoenix and all that. Yeah, and how Solo said that he uh, hacked Meltzer's Twitter or Instagram. And I, it, like I said, it wasn't the greatest. It's. It's different, so I like it because, you know, I'm all about trying something new. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think Wardlow's car was legit <coughs> broken too? And they did that as a cover story? Or, or do you think it was a setup from the start? I think it was set up from the start. I think set, set up, up from the start, I don't like. Because that's just lazy booking to have it at no uh, Falls County Anywhere match. Now, if it was legit and then they worked it into a story, I'm all about that. See, I, Tony's got the money to where if something like that was to have happened and they did, somebody did break into his car and steal the stuff. Right. Tony's got the money where he's like, hey, let's bust out the back windows of this car and we'll have, right. we'll do That's this out of it. Because if you'll notice, the uh, belt that they used in the video was the same belt that uh, Hobbs won. It was a replica. Right. It wasn't the diamond encrusted one. But those ten, the AEW replica belts are the best replica belts I've ever seen. The, the leather yeah. is actually like real leather. It's real chewy. And I was shit. about to say it's so, chewy. So... If they broke into the car, it wouldn't have been that same belt. That's what made me think it was a work from the start. You know that it, you know it legit happened. They legit took the belt, but then they they made it a work, which you know I I don't hate. Well, we'll find out if it was or not because if somebody stole that belt, they'll be posting it somewhere to get some money out of it. Shit, I wouldn't. Nah, ain't nobody gonna buy that belt. I. Uh... One real quick, Good, man. Since I've got into belt collecting, this group is full of scams and scammers, but it's more full of guys that will call you the fuck out. Like there's this one guy, y'all heard me talk about him, Dan McMahon, Dan Van Zandt, whatever yeah. he goes by. Um, yeah, he made all the new Japan, all of the new New Japan belts. You know, the version five, he made the women's belt. He made the uh, NWA women's and women's tag. Uh, he made the NWA world. He made all the NWA belts except for the new heavyweight and the uh, new U.S. tags. Those were made by FanDuke. But there was a guy who posted in another belt group that it took a picture from Dan's page and 
everybody that's in the belt group community knows Dan's page. He's selling legit uh, Reggie Parks, Dave Milliken belts. This guy just fucking took Dave's shit off of him, put his shit on it. So, like, he's done been called out on, like, 18 different pages I'm on today. Damn. So, yeah, if it was legit stolen, it's going to be like whoever stole Jericho's belt, they're going to keep it. Or whoever stole Bruno's belt back in the 70s. <laughs> All right, let's try to finish news. Uh, yeah, another uh, quick one that I see over here on Josh's. Another Hall of Fame inductee was announced, uh, Andy Kaufman. Heck yeah. Love it. Love it. Well deserved. 100%. He's going to induct himself. Have y'all seen the conspiracy theories going around? Oh, yeah, he's going to come. I have not. Actually, there's a conspiracy that Andy Kaufman's not really dead. He's going to come out and induct himself. Oh, hell. Wouldn't that be some shit? Another Hall of Famers in the news. Did y'all see that? No. Goldberg released from his WWE contract. Oh, Goldberg's been a free agent since the 1st of January. Yep. But for some reason, he's just now getting buzzed because somebody asked Tony if he wanted to sign him. Well, because they still always, WWE still always in money off that contract. Ah. He had one match signed left to do. And they never booked it. So apparently now he's getting interest from a lot of different wrestling companies. One is in Israel. Uh, of course, Japan is interested. They didn't specify which promotion. Tony's interested. And Jordan Grace posted a video today from the Atlanta airport. I guess she's getting ready to go to TV or something. With her and Goldberg and said trying to talk the uh, hottest free agent in wrestling to come into Impact Wrestling. Out of those, I don't know the Israel company, so I can't speak on that, but I would think only two would really have a shot at bringing him in, and that would be New Japan. New Japan or AEW. Just because of the finances. And I'm not shitting on Noah or All Japan. I'm just saying based on, you know, what they pay, you know, where they're at as far as being in the upper echelon of Japanese wrestling, they're the WWE there. Right. So they would be the ones to be more apt to spend the money to me. And no, we're definitely not definitely not going to shit on uh, uh, all Japan. I don't know. Our buddy's over there. Right. Our buddy Cyrus is there. Who will actually be, for you Cyrus fans, he will be making a rare stateside appearance this Saturday night at the Clash at Carpet City in Dalton, Georgia. Nice. And uh, if you guys don't have plans, y'all should tag along. Uh, JD hit me up and said, Jay, he said, uh, Jay said he was trying to talk you into coming Saturday. I was like, yeah, he is. He said, well, uh, I'm kind of demanding it because it'll be the only time I'm in town for the foreseeable future because, you know, JD moved to, like, North Carolina or whatever. Yeah, I heard that, but then I heard him on the radio the other day. Uh, yeah, he's still in North Carolina. It might have been an old commercial or something. No, it was uh, local traffic. Maybe he does it from there. Ah, hell, maybe. You you can do traffic from anywhere. Right. But, yeah, if y'all got plans, y'all want to ride down, let's go. Hell, yeah. Maybe I don't know what the plans are. Do what? 
I said, maybe. I don't know what plans is. Well, plus Martin Stone, the governor, is going to be there, who, if you don't remember, was, give me a second, I'm trying to think of his NXT name, Danny Burch in NXT, is going to be wrestling our buddy Jaden. Nice. Jaden just recently been in Germany. Yep, so it's going to be hard-hitting British style. But for you Cyrus fans, he'll be there in action against uh, one of my best friends in the business, David Young. Oh, that would be a good Hell match. Yeah. Yes, it, it's it's really a good card, so I'm looking forward to see it. Uh, plus, Shane's going to be there, so I get to hang out with my buddies that I, we don't get to see often, you know what I mean? Hell yeah. Another little bit of news, uh, Jeff Cobb has been cutting some promos on Omega here lately. And as a, and it looks like it's going to be him versus Omega next week on Dynamite, and it looks like it's probably going to be for the, US, the IWGP US title. I'd hold that offer for Bitten Door. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe they'll do some segments or something. Maybe uh, Callus will stop him from facing him. They can build it up to Forbidden Door. Well, see, that, that's my thing. That's that's one thing I hate about AEW book. It's like, you've got all this convoluted stuff right now with the Elite and Hangman, the Blackpool Combat Club, and the Dark Order. Finish that before you start something else. Right. Yeah, they try to do multiple stories and try to intertwine them, and it just comes up comes into a big ass clusterfuck. Right, and you're wondering, well, I mean, anybody could see last night that the Blackpool Combat Club was behind everything that was coming out to fight Omega at the end. Yes, but I, I really think Callus will be their new mouthpiece. I don't hate that. Uh, he gives them something to do besides just standing there. Yeah. And they kept making a reference that it was weird that he wasn't on commentary last night. I was like, yeah, something's about to happen. You got any other good pieces of news there? That might be all that I has. Yeah. Uh, uh, update on Bobby Lashley's WrestleMania status. I just passed that one up. I didn't read that one. Uh, the way it's looking now is Bray Wyatt is officially out, so they're looking at doing something with L.A. Knight if Austin turns down the match. I would like it, but I'd like to see L.A. Knight go over. I would rather see L.A. Knight work out, do a program with Austin, even if it's just a talk show segment. That would elevate him more than a loss to Lashley would. Oh, yeah, and I told, uh, I told Josh the best way to start that is there. You got Knight in ring and they're doing, or Austin in ring and he's talking. He's getting close to the end and he does a, oh, hell. And then from the back, L.A. Knight goes, yeah. Yeah. And then they come out and get into it a little bit. Yep. Uh, but you've also got Jake Roberts who's working behind the scenes with AEW. Working uh, with guys on promos and putting matches together. Good. Heck yeah. Well, uh, actually, it's, it's good if the if the boys will listen. If they'll listen, yeah. We all know some of them have already said they don't. Here's you one, Josh. I don't know if you heard this, but me and Jason were talking about it other earlier. What? Former Ring of Honor World and Pure Champion and NXT and WWE NXT and NXT UK commentator Nigel McGinnis is now a magician i saw that he's got a show going to be in santa monica 
a one night yeah. show. I think that's crazy as hell. Here's you some other news, Jason. Your girlfriend is experiencing visa issues. No, nah, we ain't got no credit cards. We Jennifer's good. Jamie Hayter missed the show because she is having visa issues and had to go back to England. She might just move there. I love this British shit, and I may move to England. Well, England can kiss my ass. (laughs) But, yeah, they said it usually happens about every couple of years with these talents. They have to go back and get everything straight now. Yeah, well, that's what happened with a lot. Uh, What was it? I think... uh, B Priestley, I think that happened to her when she first started yeah. going. Well, Omega, when he came back from uh, Wrestle Kingdom, had issues to get back in. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a little okay. bit. On top of that, Punk is. They're speculating that Punk wants back in AEW, which we all knew that. Yeah. Uh, where is this article? He quoted, a bu- he quoted a book or something. Pretty much said how crazy it is that this thing happened. Something about how... Oh, yeah, the book that he was reading talked about Coco Beware and the guy that wrote the book. I can't remember who the book was. Yeah. said how they had this issue and this altercation. Coco Beware and Bill Dundee. No, it was uh, fucking Skinner. What's his name? Steve Kern. Yeah, Steve Kern. How they had that issue, they they, they had a fight. Waller dragged him into the office and they squashed it the next day. So him yeah, saying that, basically. does that mean after All Out the very next day they got brought into the office of Tony and they squashed it the next day? I don't know if he's saying that or that's what should have happened. Or if he's saying that he's willing for it to happen maybe. I don't right. know. But ideally you would hope that that's what happened, that he got squashed the next day and they had to do something besides just say punks out with injury once it got out. Yeah. They suspend the the elite for a couple of months, which done them wonders, in my opinion. Yep, agreed. Time off TV, it gave them time to refresh, it gave them time to recover from any little nagging injuries. Then they came back and they've been more over than they've ever been there, in my opinion. Agreed. Damn, damn right. And if they just got to realize, Mike Cornett said, "How can I miss you if you won't go away?" Uh, and there's just so much money to be made with the. It's on the Agreed. table. And you don't even have to have them interact with each other. Not but right. if you want to pop the fucking crowd, you put Paige with fucking the Elite again. There's four of them. And you put him with the Blackpool. You come back as a heel and join Blackpool. Exactly. And it was Don Callis' idea the whole time. Here's some FTR news. Uh, this was a few days ago. Uh, Dax had posted on Twitter, just got off the phone with Cash. We've decided what we're going to do come April. Nothing is official yet, so legally can't speak on it. But in the next couple of weeks, we'll let all the fans know we owe it to y'all for the opportunities we have in front of us. Love y'all. And then they just made the match between the Guns and FTR for the tag titles, whenever that's going to be. I'm assuming probably going to be double or nothing. Whoever wins, if the FTR loses, they leave AEW. They did that purposefully to make you think, oh, you don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Well, the rumor is they've already signed new long-term contracts. Oh, yeah. They're going to win the titles. Well, there's a flyer floating around for something happening in June in Canada, and FTR is, like, front and center on it. Yeah. That's probably when they go back to Canada. Well, that's June is the... uh, That's Forbidden That's Forbidden Door, yeah. Well, this is something, like... It might... It's maybe a dynamite or something from Saskatoon. 
Oh yeah, I saw that. Well, I would I would say if they're doing a pay per view there, they'll have the TV before and maybe the TV after in Canada. Canada. Canadian. Well, that's all the news uh, I can Orton will be at WrestleMania 39. Let me click on it and see if it's got any idea of what he's doing. Who? Orton. Uh, Orton. From what I hear from all reports I've seen and heard, he's in, like, tremendous fucking shape right now. Well, he had back fusion surgery. It says they first reported the news, but it, from PWI Insider first reported the news. It made it unclear if he'll actually appear on television. Although he has been rumored to return very soon and is having new gear made. I mean, it's not hard to make Orton's gear. Right. <laughs> Basic black with a travel design on both hips and Orton on the ass. And here lately, it's usually in the same color as his gear, but in a, a pleather look, so you can't really see it. <coughs> FTR on the podcast this week, or I should say Dax, Talked about Triple H. Went over the fact that him and Cash were never Hunter's guys. He said, don't get me wrong. He enjoyed our work and loved what we could do, but he never wanted us to be the centerpieces of building the brand. Uh, Champa and Gargano were his guys. He said, matter of fact, Champa and myself, Dax, were out for surgery at the same time. And uh, Champa's like, is Hunter message you? But like, no, I hadn't heard from him. He's like, well, he calls me every day. That's the little piece there. Uh, NXT next Tuesday was taped last night to give the guys an extra day of travel instead of filming uh, in Orlando, doing it live Tuesday. They'll leave with the rest of the roster after Raw on Monday to go ahead and get Cali. Okay. Uh, let's see if there's anything of note on that taping. Uh, while you're looking at that, this right here says that... Uh... According to her, Ronda Rousey is saying that WWE doctors aren't letting her compete, that she wants to, but they're not going to release her to compete. I figured that's what was going to happen. Um, uh, this has got standing stand deliver implication. Axum won the Battle Royal to qualify for the five-way ladder match for the North American title. So it's going to be Wesley Dragon Axum versus Ilya Dragunov versus J.D. McDonough versus making his in-ring debut, Dragon Lee. Yep. Okay, so Axiom's winning the ladder match Tuesday. Yes. Awesome. I was... no, no. He wins the Battle Royal Tuesday. Battle Royal, that's what I meant. Yeah. I figured that's what was going to happen, but I, I was going to hate it if they did some type of a fucking swerve and didn't put him over in it. Yeah, I... I say Axiom wins the title. I say we have another champion. I don't know. I don't know. I'm torn on this one. Uh, if you're wanting to push Dragon Lee Strong out of the gate, I'd put him over. Put him over first match, get, win it. But also, Wesley is a champion. It's great. I don't hate that. I love McDonough. I like Ilya, so can't go wrong with that one, in my opinion. Uh, right. Tyler Bate defeated Von Wagner. At the pay-per-view, it'll be Tyler Bate, Duke Hudson. Uh, Andre Chase. And who? Thea Hale. It's Chase U against Schism for... It, it, 
it's Chase U, Duke Hudson, Thea Hall, and Tyler Bate versus Gizm. So and The Rock's daughter will make her televised Henry debut. <coughs> I don't know if they've done anything on the house shows yet. And if Schism wins, they get control of uh, Chase U. Right. Uh, that match don't matter. I don't know who either of these guys are, but Eddie Thorpe defeated Miles Bourne. Don't know who that is. No. Uh, in a last chance match for the NXT women's ladder match, Indy Hartwell defeated Ivy now and Sol Roca. Dang it. I was hoping Sol will win. I like Sol. So that match is going to be Indy Hartwell, Zoe Starks, Live Valkyrie, and Gigi Dolan, and Tiffany Stratton for the women's title. There was still no mention of Roxanne Perez on uh, last night's episode, or Tuesday night's episode, or the taped episode. Shoot. So it looks like they're going to crown a new champion, and I got yeah. Stratton for that one. I'd say Stratton or Gigi. Stratton or Stark, but I would rather see Stratton get in and Stark get called up the next night. I was about to say Stark should be getting, Monday she night. should get called up. Yeah. Uh, Gulak, Gulak beat Hank Walker. Uh, D'Angelo and Channing Sex, Lorenzo defeated Briggs and Jensen. If Briggs and Jensen would have won, they would have been added to the NXT title triple threat match and stand to deliver. <coughs> Uh, which is uh, was Gallus versus the Creed Brothers versus Dax and Lorenzo. Or D'Angelo and Lorenzo, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. Waller comes out to sign the contract for his match with Gargano. Still was. Gargano wants it to be a no-rules match. He told Gargano if he's seen him in the arena, he wouldn't sign. So Gargano comes out dressed as the cameraman with a mask on, takes the mask off, beats Walter's ass around. Uh, so that's pretty much, that was the end of uh, the NXT show that we'll see next Tuesday. Some stuff leading up to Stand and Deliver, which will be on Saturday the 1st at 1 p.m. on the cock. Cock, peacock. On the cock. That's really cock, all I cock. see on there, gentlemen. Uh, Wade Barrett is apparently pushing to get WWE to sign Nick Aldis. I like Nick, but I wonder if they will. I don't know. With everything that happened there at the end of... uh, The way he did it. Right. We got any other news, Jason? Uh, I got some news that shouldn't be news, but Stu Grayson's fucking awesome. <coughs> Agreed. Yes, Jace, or J- uh, Josh, did you watch BTE this week? No, I haven't. You have to go back and watch it. They do a segment where Hangman Page walks into the Dark Order's locker room and he realizes it's Stu and they have a hug and embrace and Stu's like, all right, we got the whole crew back. Um, but where's uh, where's ten? Where's five? Where's Anna? Where's Colt? And then you hear Uno say, "Have you not watched the product in the last year? Really?" <laughs> and then so they're hyping Stu up for the match or whatever. Everybody leaves. And Stu's looking. He goes, oh, "I'm not took a bump in an hour and in a year." Sorry, I just read a text from Kylie. 
I've not took a bump in a year. So he looks and there's this random table sitting in the locker room. He runs over and just throws himself on the table and he goes, ah, yeah, now let's go. <laughs> That's fucking great. Yeah, it was great. Uh, let's see, NWA pay-per-view shaping up to be pretty good. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if y'all read my text the other day, but uh, the women's world television title uh, finals are set. It will be Kenzie Page versus Max the Impaler. Kenzie's going to take it. I still got Kenzie taking it. I see Kenzie with a full baby face turn here. I could see that happening. Fine from underneath. And beat Max. Let's see if this pulls up any of the stuff that's listed so far. Uh, producer, uh, backstage producer for the match, the Kenny Omega... Vikingo match last night. Uh huh. Was Christopher yeah. Daniels. Ah. Don't hate that. Right, here's the card so far for 3 1 2. NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. Tyrus versus Adonis. Adonis is cashed in his championship series shot. NWA World Women's Championship. Or if y'all want to pick your winner, we'll do that after. So Tyrus Adonis. Uh. I think Tyrus is going to keep it, but I wouldn't hate if Adonis won. Agree. I'm going with Tyrus, but I'd love if Adonis picked it up. Uh, you know, we talked about how I wasn't a big fan of WWE, but he's found his niche there for sure. He's thriving down there. Uh, then we got the NWA World Women's Championship. Well, hang on a second. What do you think, Josh? What's, it, what's that again? Tyrus and Adonis for the title. I hope Adonis wins. Here you go, Adonis. I'm going with Adonis. We both went uh, Tyrus, Tyrus that we'd like to see Adonis. And, you know, I'll have my surgery, so I won't be able to drive to watch this, but the boys are coming to my house and going to sit in the bedroom with me and watch it. Hell yeah. Sit in the bedroom? Hell, I'm cuddling with you in the bed, motherfucker. Bro, this game's going to overtime. Which one? The Michigan State K-State. Oh, yeah, I'm watching. All right, women's world championship match. Camille defends against La Rosa Negra. Rosa's cashed in her championship series shot. Uh, Camille's going to win that one. Yeah, Camille's going to win that. Who's she wrestling? La Rosa Negra. Negra. Because the only people that I thought were credible threats to her, she's already beat them. So I don't see La Rosa Negra's been there like a hot minute. I don't see her losing to, to that at all. No. Then we got the NWA National Heavyweight Championship. Scion defends against EC3. Um, At the top one. I could see um, he'll turn. From who? Why can't I fucking think of his name? Austin Idol turns on a... They're already heel. There are, it's, it's heel versus heel, buddy. It's a heel heel match right there. I see him turning on. Um, see him. Uh, see I him. See three winning with Church's money sales. I could see that. With like Jesus' help. Which would kind of do what Josh said. Maybe it would turn Austin and sign baby face down. But we all say EC3. Uh. No, I'm going to say Scion keeps it just because the 
I'm not going to predict the turn. So I think Scion just, he's going to keep it somehow, whether the match gets thrown out or a DQ or something. All right. Then we got the Women's World Television Title Tournament Final. Kenzie Page versus Maxie Impaler. I got Kenzie rocking the Spike Dudley roll. I got Kenzie winning it, turning monster monster baby face because she fights from underneath and just Never takes it. Blase, blase. They need to put the belt on red leather. But I don't know <laughs> if they'll do red leather because the men's is on red leather. I know. I was just being funny. You know me and the red leather. Then again, they might go with a whole different design. They might go with the old school Southern design that the TV title had. You got to be better than the TV title I had at GXW that one time. What was it? So I'm the TV champion, right? Uh-huh. You know, they didn't let you take the belts home. You had to keep them in that big-ass, <laughs> fucked-up-ass casket gimmick they built back there, right? Oh. Well, they didn't want you to take them home. You had to leave them there in that big-ass, fake-ass, busted-ass casket gimmick that they had built. So I get there, ready to, uh, getting ready to go to grab the belt so I can go out for the match or promo, whatever it was. Uh-huh. Fucker's gone. Somebody done stole it. Oh, damn. What was it? What kind of belt was it? Uh, it was an old WCW <coughs> television title. Okay. Uh, the one that, honestly, I like it to use as tag titles. Get two of them. I think that looks good as tag titles. That was the original NWA Georgia before it became Wildside Tag Belts. It was two WCW tag belts that Rick gimmicked up and were on real leather. And it's so easy to gimmick them up because it's just a little WCW banner at the top. Right. World Tag Team. What Rick did was got a relief plate made with black, the same size as the one that said World Television, and molded it on there. Funny story about that belt. Did you know that was not supposed to be the TV title? No. That belt was made, and there's pictures of it floating around. When Renegade and Arn held that that physical belt, they still say World Cruiserweight Champion on it. Oh, shit. Yep. Uh, here's two more matches announced for the pay-per-view. All right. NWA World Women's Tag Team Championship. Uh, Maddie and Missy Kate defend against Pretty Empowered 2.0, Ella Envy and Roxy. Uh, Maddie and Missy keep them. Unless. Uh, I could see Pretty Empowered winning with Kylie Page's help. I could see them winning if Maddie, <clears throat> if Maddie turns on Missa again and they turn it into a pretty empowered, just like a. I, would, I wouldn't hate either one of those. They start making it a bigger group like that. Is puts, Kenzie working double? No. So it's Kylie. No, that's why I said Ella and Roxy. Ella and Roxy. That's right. But you you could also have Kenzie's sister. Take her spot in Pretty Empowered. Or you could have, like Jason said, Maddie turn. I just think that'll be a good match. I'm a big Roxy fan. 
And then for the NWA United States Tag Team titles, it says this is pre-show. The country gentlemen of AJ Kazana and Anthony Andrews uh, defend against Jack Stane and Blake True. Okay, that'll be good. Yeah, um, I don't know. I'm going to go with Jax on here because they made a big deal about that's the only belt in the NWA he's never held. But uh, I, I think I'm going to rock with the country gentleman on that one. I got to put the money on the country gentleman. Yep, country gentleman. Then you know there's going to be more matches announced because uh, Silas isn't on here. You know, he's going to be featured on the pay-per-view somehow. He fucking uh, better no- be. There's no world TV title match announced yet. You know, Thom will be on it. I wouldn't hate if it was them two for the TV title. But uh, on TV this week, you'll pop for this. Uh, Terry Gordy wrestled Michael Hayes. Nice. Silas wrestled Brady Pierce, but he beat the whole group of the Spectaculars by himself. Like, uh, what's his name? Russ Free. He hits... uh, the butthole slam that he does, whatever he calls it. Uh-huh. He hit it on uh, Brady. Rush does a run in. He hits it on him. Uh, then uh, Ronaldo comes off the top rope. He catches him and spins him. And then he hits, uh, hits Brady with another one and pins him. It was on Twitter, I think it was. He said, uh, really hate I had to beat my Iron Claw co-star. So and I, the whole match was like two minutes. Really hate that I had to beat my co-star for the Iron Claw so quickly, and it really hurt me that I had to do it for Ronaldo. I had no problem jobbing Rush Freeman out, though. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. I think it's funny. Uh, me and Josh were watching one of those shitty wrestling channels up in uh, on that local now app. And uh, was it more shitty British wrestling? Uh, no, this was one of the New South, Pro South, whichever South they were showing on there. Well, there's there's one of each. I know. That's why I said it was one of the South things. I don't remember which and one. There's, there's another South that runs in Alabama, too. That don't surprise me. Yeah, I think you got to have South in your name to run in the state of Alabama. But uh, <clears throat> Rolando Freeman was on there as his gimmick that before. Be, that would be New South. Okay, well, then New South with the, I guess, original gimmick. Yes. So that was pretty. That was pretty yeah, something like that. Yeah. So keep in mind, those of y'all that listen to our picks and everything, we won't do picks on this NWA pay-per-view on the 7th. We watched it just for fun. I think Jason decided we're not going to do picks on NXT, right? No, nah, we won't do picks on NXT. Uh, <coughs> we'll try to figure out what the matches are each day for Mania so we can get our picks for that, for the Boob Cup. Right. And you might have to read mine out to the people if I'm if I'm awake when you call. And remember, you'll have to call me because I won't hear texts if I'm knocked out on these pain pills they're about to give me. Right. Right. But uh, I'll get my picks in for sure. Hopefully we'll know day of. So we'll do two days of WrestleMania. We'll have Backlash. We'll have uh, All In or Double or Nothing. And then we should have one other WWE pay-per-view. I guess it would be the uh, 
What is it they said it's coming to Puerto Rico that they were advertising? Oh, backlash. backlash is in Puerto Rico. Well, that's in May. So that would be it then. Uh, is there yeah. a June pay-per-view? Because the June one would be... In what? June, Money in the Bank? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Or is that July? No, that's, I think it's June this year. Okay, so whatever the June pay-per-view is will be all we have for this this uh, this quarter. And I think what we may do is uh, instead of putting point totals and everything. We'll have an extra AEW pay-per-view for the next quarter. No? Yeah, we got Forbidden Door in June. Then we'll have it in this quarter. Yeah. But uh, we'll have the May pay-per-view as usual for AEW that they do every year. Then we'll have in June, we'll have the Forbidden Door 2 part. So we'll actually have we'll actually have a lot a lot of pay-per-views this month for the Boot Cup. In my opinion for Mania, since we don't know what matches are going to be what day, we just go we do our we take our picks and we don't do point totals. Just if we get it right, we get one point. If we get it wrong, it's zero points. Well, what if they uh, announce it in enough time do we still do points if they announce it in enough time i think we can do points but if it's we're going into it and we still don't know we just take and pick the matches and put yeah either way that one would probably be easier for me because we could get the whole card probably actually before i have surgery right yeah because monday they should have the card finalized because they're not going to do make any new matches friday be a couple of matches then a recap like it usually is right for what Mania? Okay. Instead of doing the points, yeah, so I'm okay with that. It's fine by me. I mean, the only thing that's going to do is cause more ties than anything because the points is what broke us up, you know, but it usually breaks us up. Right. And that's just for for Mania, so it's going to go into the rest. I mean, we'll have the points on the other pay-per-view. Right. Like I said, we'll have an extra pay-per-view this month that we – you know, we usually don't have that'll break it up. You know, we usually have one AEW and three WWEs. This time we'll have essentially four WWEs because Mania's two nights and two AEWs. So it should all balance out. Right. Yeah. Well, you want to do uh, RCW results now or you want to come back? I can go throw Let's go ahead because this segment's starting to run a little long. We're already over an hour on this one, so we'll stop here real quick, take us a break, Good. come back. Josh, go get your notebook so we don't forget anything. Got it right he here. already got it. It's sitting right here. So we'll go uh, ahead. We'll take a break, come back, RCW results, and then get in this uh, discussion topic. So, uh, guys, we'll be right back. Yeah. Yeah, we're back. Guess who's back? Back again. Kansas State came back. They're up by two. Boo. Is that how? That's how that song goes, right? Come yes. on, Spartans. Yeah, but there's an eternity left in basketball. So there's 42.8 seconds, and they both have two timeouts. So that's like seven minutes. Yeah. So we'll take that seven minutes to go over RCW results from this past week, and go ahead and give you a quick preview of. We'll tell you the matches for Spring Breakout that's going to happen on the 31st of this month. 
we won't That's go. A that is a Friday night, so we're not going to go into we're that not going to go into detail on them because that's going to be our discussion for next next week. We'll do a deep dive, and next week we will be coming to you. We're going to record Tuesday night. You'll get the podcast probably Wednesday morning. Yeah, I'm gonna put it out Wednesday morning just because. Well, Ben, go ahead and <coughs> go ahead and tell them there, sir. I go in for my neck fusion surgery. Wednesday the 29th at 5 a.m. Surgery is scheduled for 7.30 a.m. They're saying uh, approximately three-hour surgery. Uh, Of course, so that should be, you know, say a little longer, a little less. So probably by noon, uh, I'll be out of a recovery room and into a room that I will spend the night in. Uh, Can't drive for a couple weeks. Same restrictions I had as last time. Uh, so, uh, you know, we were, I was going to be there in person tonight. Uh, I thought it would be my last live podcast. Jason said that, uh, we'll record Tuesday next week, which actually worked out. I woke up today. I can't turn my neck to the left at all. Which really sucks when you're on the toilet. Yeah. You know, I'm not handed, so I got to lean everything to the left. I almost thought about pulling a Josh and standing up and see if that helped. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so uh, whatever God you you think is the right one, if you don't care, send me up some good thoughts and prayers uh, for the doctors, for the nurses, for the anesthesiologists, uh, for me, for my family, uh, for Jason's wife that I'm sleeping with. <laughs> he just high-fived him after that shot. Did you see that? Good shot. Good shot. <laughs> And if any of y'all think we're serious, there's a joke to this, but that's between us. But uh, it's some good shit, though, guys. Maybe you should try it, too. We can do it. You can do it, too. (laughs) You can do it all night long. All right, so, Josh, what's the results from this past show? All right, first up on the card, we've had... Braden Tooney goes one on, well, went one-on-one with Nate Wilde. Holy shit. That was a hard-hitting fucking match. Never met Braden before. Never met him a day of my life. Kid Check come out. in. Uh, full disclosure, we were there super early. Uh, Jason had Josh and the ring giving him some pointers just in case uh, Crazy Train wasn't winning the tag team match. We'll cover in a little bit. So Josh was in there rolling around with him. Uh, Tootie walked in, and I was like, this kid's over with me because he walks in wearing an Alabama hoodie right off the bat. Little did I know that he was going to be as fucking good as he was. <clears throat> this kid was – and he's a big dude. Like, he's not super tall. He's probably like – probably Jason's high, what, 5'8", five, 5'9", five, something like that. That's somewhere around in there. A solid dude, he's probably – what do you say, 235, 250, somewhere in that range. Easy. Stocky build, not cut up. If somebody said a bottom rope moonsault. Was phenomenal. And, you know, not to take anything away from Nate. Nate, you know, was his typical 100 mile an hour self. Uh, they tore it up. Uh, we're definitely bringing Brayton back for sure. Uh, then the kid gets on the microphone. 
starts running down the company, running down how our champion's not even a real champion and doesn't have a belt, which brings out our RCW champion, Britt Banner. Uh, kid goes to attack Britt, brings him with a run in the, the like, the, what is it, Brian calls it, the Pusani or whatever. Something like that. Hits him with a running knee and pins the kid one, two, three. So his first night in, he's already stuck for two losses. Uh, which brings me out and kind of tweaked my interest because I had talked to Brent earlier in the week and, you know, he did tell me he was clear. And by seeing the way he moved around in that ring, he looked to be 100%. So Dr. Brent details me and the fans in attendance that, you know, he didn't tell me the full story because he didn't want it leaking out that. Uh, his trainer and Casey Case trainer told him a lot of things, but one thing he told him was never show your your whole deck, never show your cards. And he held it close to the vest when he told me six to eight weeks, it was more like three to four weeks. So Brent is 100% cleared for action, and uh, we'll be in the cages and we'll talk about it after this. What did you guys think of Tooney? <clears throat> I like him. He's good. How was he in the dressing room? Very polite, very respectable, shook everybody's hand, was talking to everybody, you know, mingling and everything. Cutting up, you know, acting just like one of the boys, like, well, act like you've been in that locker room every show. Good. And, you know, thanks to Chris Crunk for bringing the kid. Uh, anytime we're in a bind, we can call Crunk, and he always brings us. Uh, he, he had some badass stickers on his bag, so he was over with me. Well, here's another thing. You know, we do pull the curtain back every now and then. Kid cuts the promo and he comes back and he's like, hey, uh, uh, man, that shit was awesome. Great thinking. He goes, thanks. But how was the promo? And I was like, promo was perfect. You hit all the bullet points. You did everything you needed to do. Kid goes to tell me that that's the first promo he's ever cut in his career. Really? Yeah. <coughs> Holy yeah. shit. He's like, yeah. And then Kronk's like, yeah, man, they shit on him down there. They don't let him do anything good. And I was like, well. There's the ring. You get all the ring time you want. You know, I love you. I said, and uh, I'll give you all the mic time you want. And Tyler was on board, so we're definitely bringing that kid back. Awesome. I don't know what place he was going to where they were shitting on him, but damn, shame on you. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. You got any more like them down there that you don't like? Keep shitting on them. I'll take them all. Yeah, it was one of them South shows. Oh, one of them South shows. Probably South South. Uh, we don't like a guy anyway. South yeah, South Wrestling. Buddy. South South. It's Buddy's Wrestling. Uh, Tank's Buddy. No. Damn. He knows that three. He's like a straight hog. You're still ahead of me by a little bit. Uh, the second match there. Second match. Yeah, you go ahead. I can't read your shit. <laughs> That's both of our shit. Yeah, I tried to get him to let me ride it. Second match, we had old Johnny Viper versus Terry Lawler. Huh? I said, remember, we switched just to make sure you read the right second. I did. We got a Terry, uh, Terry Lawler versus Johnny Viper for the second match. Great match. Great match. Viper goes for the spear, hits it. Match is over. One, two, Terry with a big kick out. Pisses Viper off. He goes to pull a... Uh, International object out. Brandy College runs out to save his dad. His Viper takes the, uh, the 10 count. Winner by uh, count out, Terry the Rocker Lawler. Yep, he did not want no part 
of all Brandon Collins that night? No, sir. Well, we have third. Was this the number one contender's match? Yes, it was Wes versus uh, Ethan Cage versus Zach Dye. No more contender for the no one is tied. Before that, we had no limits champion Chris Payne come out and say, unfortunately, his opponent in the night, Chase Jordan, was unable to attend. So he uh, had talked to me, and I granted him. I grant made this next match, number one contender match for the RCW No Limits title. Winner will get a shot at spring breakout in the cage. Uh, we had, like Josh said, West Blaze. First crowd favorites, Zach Dye and Ethan Cage. Well, one of those isn't really a crowd favorite much anymore. Nope. That's what I heard. Ball game, K-State wins. How you know? There's still 12 and a half seconds left. Uh, they zero here. Yeah, you ahead. Yeah. I know. You want me to tell you the finish? They miss. Blocks of three, steal, layup, the win by five. Oh, hell. Spurler alert now before the Tennessee game comes on. We'll turn and see what the other game's looking like now. Arkansas was getting blown out. Oh, damn. I ain't even watching this. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. 7348, that ain't even a game. Damn. That's like us playing in that adult league we played in. No, because they got 48 points. <laughs> yeah, they had about 40 more than we had. <laughs> we might have scored 48 the whole season, and that's still being generous. Josh, it was so bad, we got to where we wouldn't even drive the lane. Their shortest guy was like 6'5. God damn. Yeah. We wouldn't even drive the lane. We inbound and just started shooting threes. Legit, they were fucking uh, UTC's backups. Yeah, UTC, Chat State. Uh, what's the one in Brand- uh, What's the one in Cleveland? Uh, Cleveland State. The only like, one that wasn't in college uh, was a backup. senior at Chattanooga Christian. Got a body. They're dunking on fast breaks and shit. They ain't dunk on me though. I fouled that motherfucker. Like, he comes to dunk, I grabbed him by his, I think I grabbed him by his dick. That's about all I could reach that time. <laughs> I said, you ain't dunking and get to 100 on us. <laughs> and they didn't. We had, we had fouls to give. So I'd hit him before he left his feet. Okay, I can read the rest of these. Well, that was uh, West Blaze picks up the victory, and Zach Dye turned his back on the fans with uh, he uh, neutered Ethan Cage. More on Zach Dye here in a few minutes, but we go to intermission. What we got when we come back from intermission? Come back from intermission, and Matthew Oliver Pecker Checker. <laughs> Pecker Checker. Old, old sweet pickle gherkin. Taking on, uh, it says here, Christopher Crunkus. Christopher is Crunkus. Now, here's one where I'm going to pull the curtain back a little bit. Then we'll go over the match. Crunk is phenomenal. Crunk is one of the best this area's ever seen. Whether you like it or you don't, I'll, I'll, I'll debate the fact with you all day long. Are you following your bliss? Pepper Bottom. Is going to be at that same level. You mean David Backstretch? Yeah. He's definitely not there yet. And there was at times his inexperience showed. 
Yes. But that match was still, hands down, the best match that he's ever had. Which match was that? Peppercorn's best match he's had. Now, this is coming back to when, you know, I guess it was probably close to a year or so ago now. Jason and I went to a show, Global Wrestling Ministries, run by Casey Cage and our mentor, Big Wood. And we watched all of Casey's trainees, which we're using a lot of them now. Yep. Uh, watched them all against each other. Uh, it was necessity booking then. I would, you know, ideally you don't ever want to do that, but at the time that's what we, they had to work with. But we seen something, and I think every guy that was in that match. Yo, yeah. And we yeah. sat down and talked to him, and I told him that, uh, you know, I want to get him to RCW, so I pitched the idea to Tyler. He loved it, and so far the two that we've used have become permanent fixtures on the roster, and that's Pepperbottom and uh, Tristan Cassidy. And then we've got a couple more that we still want to bring in and use, but to see where he's come from that night to essentially – you know, don't get me wrong, Kronk led the Masters, no doubt about that. But to be able to hang with Kronk at that level, even though he did forget a few things, you know, we all forget spots. Oh, yeah. For him to be that comfortable at that level with somebody at Kronk's caliber, to me, was super fucking impressive. Agreed. Kronk picks up the victory. Now, in this match... Uh, Zach Dye had made his way to the ramp and decided to sit and watch this match. Well, Chris Crunk called him and told him that he really didn't care for his new attitude. So if he had something to prove, he could prove it against the best this day has to offer inside the steel cages on the 31st. So you got Crunk versus Zach Dye in a steel cage on the 31st. That right there is worth the price of admission alone. Damn right. Yeah, because I've seen them beat the we shit out of each other in a street fight. Chip, chip show. show. We're giving you thirty first. Yeah, we could triple the admission and still be working for that match. And what do we have for our, our uh, semi, 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 semi main event? Our semi, semi, semi main event was for the semi erect match. You have semi sweet chocolate chip match. Jake Murphy. Now Josh wants chocolate chips. I do. I want some cookies. Got Jake Murphy taking on B. Randon Collins. Again, we could have charged more admission for this match alone. Uh, This is something out of character that uh, you didn't get to hear. B was nervous about that match. Oh, yeah. Like, super fucking nervous. B don't really get nervous, but... You know, Jake's coming to his own. Like, uh, these are two of the best guys in the area right now. Agreed. Uh, they're killing it on every level. In-ring, promo-wise, this match was great. Until uh, Brandon's in the corner setting up for his big uh, Seamus tribute, his his version of the bro kick. The lights go out, and then a very, very familiar music plays to anybody that's a fan of Empire. UEW or even RCW, we hear the Illuminati's music play and their logo come on the screen. Turn Brandon's attention to it and there stands Johnny Bosford doing the Illuminati sign, which gives Jake the chance to get Brandon from behind, throw him on the ropes, hit him with a DDT one, two, three. 
Uh, and then Brandon, after that, Josh, you were in the office with me. After that match was over, Brandon busted in there and cussed yep. me up one side and down the other. That's this awful. is what the fuck he signed up for. I was like, do you want him in the cages? He goes, I do not want Johnny Viper in the cage. He goes, I want the man. I don't want the character. I want Josh Stone's ass in the cage on the 31st. So that shit has took a drastic turn and went from trying to recruit Brandon into the prophecy to pissing Brandon off so bad that he wants to fight his friend of over 10 years. Yeah. Not have a wrestling match with his buddy. He wants to fight the man, Josh Stone. And, uh... That's not going to be... That match is not going to be for the faint of heart. Not just because he's my buddy, but anybody that's that passionate, I'm giving him that match, no questions asked. And I'm sure that Viper's going to post something that I'm going to have to get in his ass about this week. But he brought it on himself. He did. He always you can't does. the numbers games. You can't interfere in everybody's business. When somebody tells you no, let it go. People change. People evolve. People move on. Jason and I were one of the best tag teams this area has ever seen. We did our time. We made our money. We, you know, we, we had our memories. But there's a point when things have to change. Yep. And Josh, Viper needs to learn that. He needs to learn that just because it works, it's not always going to... Will it always work? Of course, the Illuminati would always work, just like any version of the Wild Boys would always work. But is it beneficial to the individuals at that time? Was it beneficial to Jason? No, because I was on the tail end and he was still wanting to go. So we had a couple of spot matches at UEW, basically just a pop-up. Basically, for our kids that never got to see it. Kylie never really got to see us as a team, and neither did Emmy, and neither did Jennifer. Uh, so it was basically for them, and they loved it. But we knew the money wasn't there. We knew it wasn't time. And that's what Viper needs to realize. So I'm very looking forward to this one. Now, our main event, Josh, I think it delivered big time. Ed. I'm not meaning to like toot my own horn or anything, but I but think it delivered. Two, two I think it definitely hard. delivered. Well, let's set it up. It was Crazy Train, Zach Malone, and our co-host Jason Hampton against the Prophecy of Big Red and Torque. Stipulations being, if the Prophecy wins, they have the 31st off and don't have to compete in the cages, as does Logan. But if they lose, they will have to defend the tag team titles at spring breakout against Crazy Train. But more importantly, I think, to a lot of the fans is that Logan, the former referee that Josh had to fire, will have to step in the cage and fight head referee Josh Cox. And, you know, I had a little birdie told me that Logan was going to be ringside for that match. And I damn sure was going to let him try to sneak his way into getting out of this match with me. So I made sure to come myself ringside out there with Crazy Train. Well, I watched it. You guys were involved in it. So tell me about the match. It was a it was a damn good match. I always love seeing Crazy Train. And, you know, I mean, credit where credit's due. Prophecy is a good tag team. You know, they're rough. They, they don't they, they take no prisoners. They'll beat the hell out of whoever they need to beat the hell out of to get the job done. They beat but the hell out of each other. But was them some Crazy Train. Oh, man, they're so over. Oh. 
Jason, tell us about the uh, cool mascot you had. Hey, you know. Yeah, Crazy Train got a new member uh, Saturday. Uh, hell, full disclosure, peek behind the curtain. Connor comes walking up from uh, kind of traveling in the woods behind the uh, behind the building. And here he comes strolling. I remember, for those of you that don't know, years ago behind this building was a trailer park as well. Well, we found the uh, some of There's the haunted. No we found some of the haunted remnants of that trailer park. Ugh. You find the incest videotapes? Ah, worse. We think we found the most haunted teddy bear we've ever seen before. That teddy bear is creepy. That was creepy looking, but it fits perfectly. So, literally, we took it. I found. Uh, I used a red marker and wrote, drew a little bit on there, then went back with a black Sharpie and then kind of trimmed on and around that to make it, you know, kind of pop and stand out. And so Crazy Train got him a little bear mascot that the head's starting to try to come off on, so we're going to have to, like, sew the head, rough sew the head on to make it look creepier than it is already and... I would sew it. I'd put duct tape on it. Well, I'm not thinking a good sew. I'm thinking like just big giant X's. Oh, Frankenstein sew. Yeah. Yeah, like a rough sew. Not make it look good. And like I told you, you check into those slam buddies, have a teddy bear head put on it. Y'all can sell copies of that little thing. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we get out there. Match is going... <clears throat> we rocking and rolling for a little bit, and then they, of course, don't do anything on the up and up, and Prophecy takes over on Zach. Uh, nice little beat down on Zach, too. Right? He, was, he was having a rough day of it. Yeah, he was struggling. I was, you know, I was trying to get the fans behind him. They were, they were chanting and cheering. I was, I was beating that man. I was trying to get them into it. And, Zach would, he would get up there a little bit, and then they would take back over and start beating him down again. What did you say you were beating that what? He said Matt, but I think he meant to say meat. That's what I heard was meat. Yeah, I think he was trying to say, I think he was trying to say meat, but said Matt instead. He was trying to say the Matt made him horny as fuck. Agreed. So, what was the outcome of that match? Uh, the outcome is Crazy Train wound up hitting the Zarm Pit on Torque. Uh, one, two, three. So we will get the tag title shot inside the cage, but more importantly, my ass is going to get Logan inside that cage. Well, what happened after the three count? <laughs> so we get in the ring, trying to celebrate the victory. And I'll be damned if Logan didn't start cheap shotting my ass again. So I had enough that me and him just beat the hell out of each other. I seen that. I was debating on whether I needed to send anybody out there or not before I came out. Right, he, stepped, he starts beating, he starts laying them punching me. I was laying him right back in there. You know, Zach and everybody and the ref was trying to get us. I wasn't having that. I threw him to the side. I broke yeah. away as best I could. How'd you do that with one eye? Huh? I also lost a shoe, too. <laughs> Yeah, you did, because I'm getting 
there I'm at uh, I'm in production, getting ready to come out to uh, you know make the match official, and we'll go over that in just a second. But I hear Jason grab the microphone and say, "Who really a shoe? Who throws this shoe?" <laughs> and I look at Tyler. I was like, "This motherfucker just said Austin Powers." Hey, I had to. I was waiting on it. As soon as I saw the shoe on the ground, I was gonna—I knew I was gonna say it somehow. Which brings me out, and we—I run down the card for uh, the thirty-first, which unfortunately I will not be there. As I'm and, having you, and you broke my heart there, Benjamin. I broke your heart. You broke my heart. Broke the heart. When I didn't name you as my replacement. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I was so ready for it. You start well, running down. To, to Johnson, there, like, yes. Uh, I come out and uh, you know, and, you know, announce the matches, and then I thank the crowd for uh, <coughs> their incredible, incredible atmosphere they created for the night, and let them know. Unfortunately, it is my last night at RCW for the foreseeable future. Uh, tell them that you know, after consideration, that I thought that you know we've. The three of us collectively have been back for a year now, a little over a year now. And uh, <coughs> I was having to take time off for surgery. And then some shit that I was not expecting happened. I got a standing ovation. I got hollers from thank you, Ben, to we love you, Ben, to the point to where it actually hit me in my feels. And I look over at Jason and I was like, you know, off the microphone, I was like, they're about to make me cry. Uh, so that was great. I did name my temporary, temporary, keep that in mind, people, because I am coming back. My temporary replacement as the problem solver will be Josh Jones, who you guys, you guys all know him. Y'all heard us talk about him on the podcast. He's right there in the trenches with me, Tyler and Josh in production meetings. So I have no doubt that he'll hold it down. But to any of the RCW fans that may listen to this podcast, I just want to say thank you so much. Uh, I was not expecting that at all. Like, you know, truth, full disclosure, uh, it's not about me anymore. It's about these other guys. But for you guys to actually have whatever connection you do with me in this new role that I've created, that Tyler's created for me, it means the world to me. And it really did. It really did touch me to my soul. And it, it did really choke me up. Like, you can ask the boys. I, I talked about it. Uh, as we sit there at the show that night, I talked about it as we were having – our usual late Saturday dinner on the way home. It just meant the world to me that you fans actually, you know, give a fuck about about us the way you do. And I've been fortunate enough to wrestle almost every every place has meant something in the U.S. Um, I've done spots with WWF, WCW, TNA, uh, Ring of Honor, FIP Pro, um, USA Championship Wrestling, Wildside, NWA Worldwide. But I'll say this. The fans we have in Chatsworth are by far my favorite fans I've ever been in front of. Right. And like we've said before, everybody used to say Chatsworth, that's where wrestling goes to die. But, no, it's – those fans yeah. aren't going to let it die. I mean, no. that show's amazing. It's never going to die. Yeah, and it's, you know – The atmosphere there, just the feel, is different than most shows I've ever done. And, you know, to me it's it's ironic that – you know, we, we talk about the age difference we have, but Tyler's even younger than Josh and Will. And for him to be such in tune with us old heads, 
it's super fucking crazy to me. Right. But, you know, thanks to Tyler for believing enough that us old fuckers, you included, Jason, no, Zach Duke, because he's been doing it for years, that we can still draw emotion out of these people and want to feature us on his show at top levels. Um, that doesn't go, you know, he doesn't like to hear himself put over, but I don't give a fuck. If you do right by me, I'm going to put you the fuck over. And Tyler Gasaway is probably, he's definitely in the top three promoters I've ever worked for, quite possibly top two. And those top two would be him and Wood. Uh, Bert and Bill would be tied for three. Yeah, I really. He's become part of the damn family with every. Bro, along he's with, he's in our group chat. Like, our group chat was oh. always for us. We, you know, we've never had it. People that hung around with us, like when Michael was hanging around, we never put him in a group chat. We never put Joey or Crunk in a group chat, but, you know, Tyler's in it. And it's not just wrestling. Like, you know, he sent us a picture a minute ago of his little boy falling asleep on his chest. He's family. Right. We love you, Tyler, and we always got your back. And hell, the funny thing is, I we actually replaced our old group chat with this one because Tyler started messaging so much, and he's like, "Hey, tell the group this, tell the group that." Yeah, we're like, "Well, here, I'm just gonna put you in." And I sent a group chat a message. I was like, "Bro, instead of me doing this, I'm just gonna put Tyler in a group chat. Everybody cool with it?" And there was no hesitation because, like I said, you know he's. Even Jones, if Jones didn't have so much going on, we'd have him in the group chat. But there's a lot of times in mine, Tyler, and Jones' group chat that he'll go radio silent because, you know, his wife's a teacher. They got a lot going on with the schools and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, they say if you can make a handful of friends in the business, you're successful. But I would say we're very fucking successful then, Jason. No, I'd say I'm really damn lucky. Yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of acquaintances and we've got a lot friends but we were actually able to make family out of this business yeah hell yeah but that brings us to what we've got coming up on friday keep in mind folks it is friday it'll still be you know a two-week interval but instead of running on april the first because that is wrestlemania saturday and you guys are wrestling fans and we're wrestling fans so we didn't want to run up against you guys completely had we waited and run the week after, we would have been running. You know, it would have been a three-week delay. The last time we did that was New Year's, Christmas and New Year's. And we come back, we had the smallest crowd we've ever had in that building. Granted, we still had over 100 paid, but that was still the smallest crowd. And we don't want a small crowd for this show. We want to have the bleep full, all the seats full. We want to have to pull any chairs we got in production out. Any chairs we got stored, we want to have standing room only by the time we're done. Yeah, we want to be telling people, sorry, guys, you're going to have to come back next year or next show. Yeah, yeah we want to have capacity. Uh, and here's the reason we want it, because this is the card you're going to have. All matches will be inside a solid steel cage. Solid steel are, cage. A solid steel cage, that's right. RCW presents Spring Breakout in a Cage 23, Friday, March 21st, or 31st, 2023, at the Tabernacle, 3890, alternate 52, Chatsworth, Georgia. Tickets are $10 for adult, kids 5 and 10 are $5, under 4 free. We do offer fire, police, and military discounts. We also have a family four-pack of 
for tickets for only $25, which will save you some money. And Josh, what can you do with that money you save? You can take that money right on over to the Renegade Diner and get yourself a snack and a nice cold or hot beverage. Yeah, because with this weather, you never know which one you're going to damn need. No doubt. And I will say this, the popcorn is delicious. Now that we have a popcorn maker, it is so worth it. But you're going to need a cold drink when you got that popcorn, trust me, because it's good and salty. Oh, hell yeah. That's a good popcorn. Oh, yeah. It's like UEW salty popcorn. All right. So a quick but rundown I, I, on the matches that I, are going to take place. You're going to buy the whole seat, but only need the edge. This one, you might not even need the seats. You might be standing up the whole time because we're giving you the RCW heavyweight title match. The current RCW champion, Brent Banner, defends against the self-proclaimed RCW champion. The Casey real Gable. RCW champion, as he likes to say. Casey says he's the real champion. He does have possession of the belts. Possession in the state of Tennessee he is nine-tenths of the law. So we will crown an undisputed champion. Let's not forget the big thing. He will... He will have Petunia at ringside. He will have Petunia with him. And if you guys are not following Casey's promos on the RCW page, I highly suggest you do it because they are incredible. Uh, we'll go more in detail on these matches next week, of course, in our discussion. Yeah. After winning the three-way for the No Limits number one contendership match, West Blaze will challenge Chris Payne. Grudge match, Brandon Collins will take on the poster says Johnny Viper, but he told me he wants Josh Stone. Chris Crump versus Zach Dye inside the steel cage. Boys, that one's got potential to still. All these matches have potential to be phenomenal, but don't sleep on Zach and Crump. Then we have Crazy Train. Zach Malone and our co-host here, Jason Hampton, will take on Big Red and Torque, the prophecy for the RCW Tag Team titles. And then the uh, other announcements we have, it's not going to be a wrestling match. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be former RCW referee and prophecy member Logan against head RCW referee, the one-eyed bandit, Joshua Aaron Cox. <laughs> God damn. I love it. That's how I'm going to have Cody announce you. <laughs> Fucking do it. The one-eyed assassin. <laughs> Fucking yes. The one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. Goddamn. I know her. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we're giving you, we're giving you a pay-per-view quality event. Basically, we're giving you two matches and four fights. <laughs> Yes, so do us a favor. It's shared on all our social accounts. Uh, it's shared on my page. It's shared on uh, Josh's personal page. shared on Will's page. It's shared on the RCW page. Josh, make sure you share it on the Turn the Buckle socials. Of course. The Twitter, the Insta, the Facebook, all that stuff. And As my old dear departed friend Bert Prentice used to say, don't miss it. Be there. Uh, you want to take one more break and come back with discussion, or you want to save the break for after discussion going into poop and push? We'll save the uh, we'll save the uh, break to go later because this discussion. Uh, we actually going over the results in the card. I like putting it here because this actually killed a little bit of time, so we won't have to go as long with this discussion. Okay, well let's hear this discussion. 
All right, y'all brought up JBL earlier. Okay. Good idea. He did. Uh, scrolling through TikTok the other TikTok, day, yeah. and there was a guy talking. You know, I see a lot of wrestling stuff, people talking about wrestling all the time on the TikTok. And this guy was talking about the one move in pro wrestling he would hate to take. It's, he said, uh, in his opinion, it would be the clothesline from hell from JBL. Yeah, that ain't nothing. We took Iron Man and Slade's clothesline. They were all clotheslines. Yeah, Freddy. Shane, Shandon, Freddy, they all threw them massive-ass clotheslines. Bro, I don't want to take a backdrop driver from Dr. Death. <laughs> I don't want to take a backdrop driver from Masala. There's so many shit I don't want to take. But that's what I was, that's what I was thinking for this discussion. If you... If you, you know, went right down to it, what is the one move if somebody's like, this is what, this is my finish, this is what I'm going to do, or I'm going to do, pull this spot out in the match, would you look at him and say, fuck you, I'm not doing that? Well, Ben's already answered his. You're wanting anything I've called with Ricky Morton. I said, what would you say, fuck you, I'm not taking it, and not what would Ricky say? I gotta think on that one. Um, Kevin Northcutt about killed me with the uh, Jerry Lynn pile driver. He dropped me twice, dropped me three times actually. God dang! He was so fucking cracked out of his goddamn I was mind. To say, that's because he was so fucked up. It, you know, I pose for everything. So he got me up. He just couldn't. He just couldn't hold me up. He was so high. So he ended up just giving me a uh, baller style pile driver, more like a Dundee style, where he hooked me and just kind of fell backwards. Right. My dumping pile driver. Let's see. Uh, what is something I don't take? I've got a bunch. Just because I'm so much bigger than a lot of guys, I won't take a power bomb. I can see that. No, nobody should be giving you a power bomb. Um, I won't take a power bomb. Uh, the only very- way you should take a you, the only way you would be able to take a power bomb is if you were doing if like the ten broke. punches to somebody. Yeah. And they were to grab you and walk out with you. But even then, it's going to have to be somebody like Woody or Cyrus or somebody I know that's strong. Because that's still a lot of weight to hold up. Uh, I don't like backdrop suplexes or belly-to-back suplexes, whatever you want to call them. Right. Um, basically, anything where I don't control me landing on my neck. You know, power bomb, backdrop driver. Brain buster. I've I've never taken nor will I ever take a brain buster. Yeah. Again, same concept. Yeah, so I would say any suplex to the head or neck, I'm not I I don't take those. I tell people no. But in turn, I'm also one of those guys that if I won't take it, I don't give it. Right. I'm not going to give you a move that I feel is unsafe for me to take, but give it to you. Which is why I don't do backdrop drivers. I've done two, and they were both called for me to give, and it was my bet. So you don't say no, then you just shut up and do them. What about you, Josh? For me, 
I think it would be kind of similar, you know, anything where you can't control landing on your neck. You know, it's just, it's just the concern that you would have. This was all before I knew I had neck issues. Right. I've always been real big on believability. Right. So that was a lot of my thing. I was like, well, that would make sense for me. You know, you couldn't. Kind of like I was telling them the other day in training. That move is good, but you got to do more to it than make that move because you right now the way you are doing it looks one hundred percent cooperative, and we're supposed to hide the fact that we're cooperating. I tell you one move I've seen that I'm like, no, no, I, I won't take that. That's a bird breaker. Oh yeah. That just looks. That's very, it looks just so very little room for error. Well, the style splash is a dangerous move, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, muscle buster. Look what it does to Tyson. Oh, don't tuck your chin on the style splash. Shit. Yeah, ask Kazarian. Kazarian? Fucking Ellsworth? I mean, goddamn. Well, Ellsworth, it really wasn't his fault. He didn't have a chin to tuck. Oh. <laughs> and AJ saved his ass. Yeah. What about you, Jason? Uh, mine... <coughs> There for the longest time, I was iffy about taking pile drivers, and me and you started doing that badass pile driver we did together, and I was just like, oh, well, yeah, I can take this. Right. Uh, really, the only two I could think of, uh, one, uh, that fucking dead-eye bullshit that Hangman does. I... Like we said with a lot of things, there's too much margin for error. You slide down just a little bit and he drops. You're, you know, landing on his legs, landing on his... That's essentially to be the same move as a vertebrae, just inverted. Right, kind of, yeah. Don't get me wrong, it looks devastating. But in the same breath, it could be devastating. Right. Yeah, it's just too much, too much iffy right there. So any of the boys that happen to listen to this, we'd like y'all's feedback on this one for sure. Or even our fans like Justin and, you know, Tyler and Jesse. What are some moves you see that if you were in the ring, you'd be like, ah, fuck that. I'm not doing that. Well, another one. Like, we could have a whole top 20 list on this based on some of the shit they do out there now. Yeah. The other one that I was thinking, and I... Actually, it was just done last night, and that's another thing that got me thinking about this topic. Uh, first match, first match last night was the six man. Uh, Sting, Darby, and Orange Cassidy against Kip Sabian, Butcher, and Blade. Yes. How about Sting doing the Orange Cassidy rolls every I, time? I fucking love it, bro. Fucking Orange Cassidy. I thing. love the fact. Oh, yeah, Orange Cassidy's paint. That was badass. Yeah. But, no, I like the fact that Sting, oh, guys, Sting gets it. it. He does. Today is the 22nd anniversary of WWE buying WCW. Oh, wow. <laughs> yep, March 23rd, 2001. Do what now? March 23rd, 2001. Nice. But uh, last night in that match, Butcher and Blade did a move, and that's one the timing and everything has to be so perfect on it. And it was off last night, and I was, you know, it just 
made me want to look away on it, man. It was uh, the power bomb neck breaker combo. Oh yeah, I saw that. Uh, I took that. That was the Boogaloo <laughs> Cruise fan at the wild side, Scotty. Yeah, Butcher had played Butcher. Get me the. Uh, uh, hang on uh, a second, Benjamin. I'm gonna have to. Hang on, Ben. I'm gonna have to hit the pause button. These. Okay, sorry, we had to hit the pause button. The dogs start going crazy over fucking nothing outside. Right. But, uh, yeah, they went to hit that last night, and... Yeah, Butcher is always going down for the powerbomb before Blade can even get the neckbreaker in. I mean, the best I've ever seen it done was, uh, Archer and Davey Boy Smith Jr. in Japan. Boogaloo Crew did a really nice one. That's the story I was going for. The dog started. Um, Scotty Wren, who was a big guy, he's about he's a little bit bigger than me at the time. Uh, so this was like 2000, 2000 yeah, 2000 ish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was 2000, 99, 2000. Uh, he got me, I was going to do like a Vader saddle on his partners, partner moves. He gets under me for the power bomb as he's coming down. Uh, Jay Z with the neck breaker. Um, it was smooth and easy, but I'm not gonna lie, I was scared to fucking death. Was well, it me and uh, me and Eli used to do it, and we actually did it the same way that uh, uh, the same way they did it in Japan, where instead of Eli having to pick him up for the power bomb, I would do the full Nelson to pick him up onto Eli's shoulders. And then I would hold them up there on the shoulders and have the hand on there the whole time. So as soon as I felt Eli going down, I could just turn and grab the neck breaker and just have to fall with it. Right. I mean, that's the easiest, most simple way that I, I've seen it done. But the way Butcher and Blade did it last night, that'd be one of those. I'd be shitting my pants the whole way. Agreed. Almost anything in Japan in the 80s, I'd have been scared to take two. Yeah. The original pedigree where he didn't let go of the arms. <laughs> that was Gil's campaign. Uh, the, rock, the rocker dropper before, you know, everybody knew how to take it. Well, that was that guy's fault. I know. He's a dumbass. I read the whole trend, even though he won like five million and shit. I read the court reports. Marty told him what to do, and Homeboy didn't do it. Right. Again, that's you know goes back to the same thing I said: something with my neck where I can't control my landing. And also, a lot of you know we're seeing moves, but with me, a lot of it depends on who I was working. That's it. Like, I would never, Woody suplexed me on my goddamn boots like 400 different ways. A lot of them were behind the bag, over his head and shit. Right. But I knew he had me. But there's also a lot of people that, like, they call some shit, and I was like, it don't make sense for this match. Let's not do that, you know. Or I've even had to tell people, look, man, I, I don't trust you to give me that move. I'm sorry. I'm so much bigger than you, or, you know, you're, you're still green. Don't be trying that big shit yet, so... A lot of it really, I mean, I'm still pretty animate for the most part about the next stuff. You know, like I said, unless it's like Woody or 
Dave or somebody I know that's going to take care of me, even if like, the spot look bad, you know what I mean? Right. Then my safety is more important than the spot looking good. Uh, so, yeah, you know, the, the moves are important to say, I don't like, I won't take this move, but I think you also got to throw that caveat in. Of, it also depends on who I'm working. Yeah, because there's only one person I would take a spine buster on the outside for. I would take it for nobody. You just remember glad he loved you and saved your life. <laughs> That's why he's sleeping with your wife. Because <laughs> without him, you wouldn't have a wife. Right. But you wouldn't have a life. That's what you said, isn't it? <laughs> yes, my life. Rife, Matt Rife. That dude's funny as shit, goddamn. It's hilarious. Well, all right, guys. Yeah, uh, like Ben said, guys, if you're a wrestler and you listen to this, what moves are you iffy about taking? You know, you guys have just watched. What moves do you think would be the scariest to take? And you boys, does it depend on the boys in the business? Does it depend on who you're working as well? I think, for me, that's a big caveat. Like, Yeah, the old school fucking Road Warriors doomsday device. That's some... Where animal would just throw your ass. Yeah, now if you remember, that move was given to the Juggernauts by Dan Wilson at NWA Chattanooga. Yep. But if you'll go back and watch all my clotheslines, I would hook you and go down with you. So you can actually watch the one where I give, I think it's Corey Cox, was like, I do almost like, instead of just landing on my feet, lariat, I hook around his neck, but my hand's behind his head the whole time. Yeah. So he has no chance of hitting his head. And so even some of the dangerous moves like that, you can make less dangerous by protecting your opponent. Right. Or the person that's, you know, the base for that one. If you give them, instead of throwing them down, give them the electric chair where you go down with them and they can hold on to you. That's exactly how we did it. Woody would give you the electric chair and I'd, I'd hold your neck going down with my hand behind your head for the, the clothesline. So that's another thing too, you know. Whether you like somebody or you don't like them, if you're putting the ring to do business with them, your job is to make sure that they get home to their fa- whatever form of family they have. They exactly. get home to their family as close to the same way as they can get there. We're going to have bumps. We're going to have black eyes. We're going to have eye irritations, right, Josh? He said right. Have, He's in there putting Davey to bed, but he said yes. We're going to have all these little things that are little issues. But to intentionally hurt, and this is something that we need to have a discussion on one day, too, because it's happening way too much in this area, especially from one female individual. But the day taking liberties out or trying to intentionally hurt your opponent, those days should have done been long gone. And if I see it, I promise I'm doing everything I can to blackball your ass. Yeah. And that means from the good shows and the shit shows, because you have no business in my business at that point. I don't give a fuck who you are. Intentionally hurting someone because you feel they, quote, disrespected you or they didn't sell right. And especially when the person was green and you do that, fuck you. So there's just a discussion after next week. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a good one. I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. You got to protect your opponents, but uh, I guess we can take us a break. Come back with a poop and push. Yeah, we'll take a real quick break. We'll do the pop and push, and uh, we'll get out of here at a decent hour, maybe.
This is the last bastion of professional wrestling, Colby Carino, and you're listening to the Turn the Buckle Podcast. And we're back. We are back, and right now, as we speak, Tennessee is up 10-8 on Florida Atlantic. No, they're not. They're up 13-8. That's what I said. Because <laughs> John Starks hit a three. Yeah, if y'all guys don't remember, I'm ahead of Jason on anything we watch, so... <clears throat> he had 12 seconds left in the last game when I caught when the finish happened. <laughs> he just went sliding. All right, but here we go. We're going to uh, watch dude go sliding. Pop and push and close this thing oh, out. <clears throat> Who wants to start? I'll start. Josh going to start. What you popping on? I'm popping on the show, man. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited and I'm nervous as hell about my match, man. I want to do right by everybody in that building. I want to do right by Ben. I want to do right by Tyler. I want, after my match, I want, I don't want to be known as, eh, you did okay, Josh. It was all right. Maybe we made a mistake giving you a match. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want that to come out of that. Jesus Christ. What? After you pop, I'll read this thing I just found. Oh, okay. shit. So, yeah, I'm super excited. I'm ready to whip Logan's ass. Take out all this frustration from my eyes. Don't, for don't take shots. it too lightly. Huh? Don't take it too lightly. Just remember what Jason ta- has been teaching you. I sure will. We'll be talking. And if any, any of the stuff he teaches you, you forget, just go to fighting. <clears throat> you got it. Remember, a dick kick will stop a man in his tracks. Oh, he's a damn right it will. I will. Uh, I will definitely keep that in mind. All right. So what I just found was WrestleMania goes Hollywood meet and greet prices. You guys ready for this? Yeah. No. Friday, March 31st, Bailey, 2 p.m. Autograph any item, sold out. Professional photo op, sold out. Ray Mysterio, sold out on both. Rhea Ripley's is any item autograph, $79. Professional photo op, $89. Dual photo op with Dominic Mysterio, $149. Uh, Any autograph item from Dominic Mysterio, $49. Professional photo op, $50. Dual photo of him and Rhea, 149. Drew McIntyre, autographed item 79. Professional photo, 89. Bianca Belair, autographed items 89. Photo ops, 99. Belt or chair autograph is 109. Liv Morgan, autograph is 69. Photo op is 79. Y'all ready for these? Yeah. Undertaker, okay. standard autograph, one ninety nine. Lord. Professional photo op, two oh nine. Belt or chair autograph, two forty nine. God damn. Nineteen ninety one rookie card, WWE or WWF ticket autograph, four ninety nine. Shit. Damn. Shit. He was not, for the longest, not doing those 91 rookie cards signing them because so many people were getting them and signing them and then selling them on eBay. Well, I so mean, he wouldn't no. sign his rookie card for the longest time. That's probably why they're doing it now because his rookie card's probably a $500 option with an autograph. Yeah. 
but if you want it for your collection, you're going to pay what it's worth. But I don't hate that. I, I hate, and this isn't just wrestling. You know, I'm a, I'm a sneakerhead. I hate resellers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I remember when Jordan, when I was in high school, you could literally go the day the Jordan was released. And I know this for a fact because I would go with my mom. They would always release right after Thanksgiving, before, right before, it's usually right before Thanksgiving, right before the Christmas rush. Or right after Thanksgiving. Either way, I think it might have been the Monday after Thanksgiving. So, well, what we now know is Cyber Monday. Uh, but when I was a teenager, you could literally go to the mall in any store, walk in and get your size. Now, I get alerts from all these different websites when a new Jordan's releasing. And I can be logged on, on time. By the time it gets to my card, I hit my card, which is stored on all these sites. They're already sold out. That's because these resellers have bots running everything, and they buy them off and sell them for markups, yep. which is the same thing these resellers do for figures and cards and shit like that. And they kill it for the actual fan of that specific product. And they do it for wrestling tickets, too, concert tickets. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. I I hate resellers. I think they should all have to be castrated and burned in a vat of oil and then rotten hell. Tell us how you really feel. I, I hate them. Like, I don't hate anything in the world except a reseller. A reseller to me is nothing but a thief. <coughs> They're as bad as the government on shit that they shouldn't be doing. Yeah, if I One thing that I never got into was reselling. No, I, I'll resell some of my shit. But it's usually pretty much what I got in it, maybe, you know, 50 bucks, 100 bucks over, depending on what they're up to. But right. I'm not out here buying 30 pairs, and I could have. I mean, when I had all that damn pandemic money sitting in the bank, I could have fucking bought every damn thing in the world and resold it. But what's the point in that? To make my packets, my pockets fat, I'd rather people enjoy the product that want the product. Now, you going next, you want me to go? Go ahead and go. My part for this week is the RCW fans. Like, I hear them every show. They're always into everything that we've put out there in front of the crowd. But to give me the response and, you know, full disclosure, everybody knows we, we talk religion on this podcast. I'm not overly religious. I've never been overly religious. I'll never be overly religious. But once I was done, I was going to exit the ring and just kind of baby face the crowd for a little bit. Before I could get out of the ring, I had a lady and her husband ask if they could pray with me. Now, just because I'm not overly religious, don't think I don't believe. I do believe. I know who my God is. I know who I pray to. That's between me and my God and my close family. They, they know what I believe. But for those people that don't know me, other than just seeing me as a character at wrestling, care enough to pray for me, and pray for the doctors and pray for the nurses. And she wasn't the only one. There was like six or seven people that night that asked if they could pray with me or pray for me. So that right there means a lot to me. Just that they care so much about the product we give them plus us as individuals. No matter what role we play at that show, no matter what our character is, those people genuinely care about us as people. And I can never repay you people enough. So if there's any RCW fans listening, thank you for that. It, it really touched me and made my day. 
you know, they can get in trouble for touching you without your uh, permission there. Yeah, I'm not going to press no charges. <laughs> Two years, buddy. Two years, buddy. <laughs> not to mention the time I wasted on a rat. I could have probably been touched in that time. Yeah, there you go. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you ain't got yeah. nothing in you ain't got none in two years, but everybody thinks you and my wife. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so backed up, I'd blow your wife's head off right now. <laughs> Seen scary movie. Goddamn scary. Yeah. Hoover <laughs> 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 Dam broke when I bust a nut. Damn. That's what I said, damn. And I agreed. I said, damn. Yeah. All right, Jason. But I guess I guess I'll have to go back to uh, deep one anyway. You know who that one was. You seen her at work? Seen her. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, she's all up in the DMs here lately, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> He's okay. He's good. And I know what kind of person she is going in. You know what I'm saying? Right. I had first-hand knowledge of that even before. <laughs> <laughs> Who, uh, what's your poppy, poppy, pop, pop? What's that pop? What's that your sugar pop? What the fuck you hit me for, dude? I just getting invested. Go ahead and hit him in the dick so we can get it on the podcast. No, fuck that. They're going to be sad well, if I we don't. I got a match to prepare for. Oh! I'm going to message Logan and tell him I'll hire him back if he hits you in the dick. Motherfucker. <laughs> uh, nah, mine is, uh, you know, you even said Saturday we got down to RCW before the show uh, so I could get out there and I could get in and actually do a little bit of what I like to do, which is kind of teaching and leading. And We were there so early we got to see the trainees train that we brought down there. Yeah. Yeah. But no, just being able to get in there, uh, I always said I wanted to start giving back, working with some of the young guys, teaching, stuff like that. Right. And I was That's actually, yeah, I was actually able to get in there, you know, work with Josh some, teach him a few things. And, and I appreciate that a whole lot, man. Hopefully he'll be able to take everything I taught him, use it to his advantage, and just whoop Logan's ass. I hope so. And it's also rewarding when you sit back after you do that and watch what happens. Right. It's almost like a proud papa. Yeah, that's why I'm hoping the match lineup works out where I can be finished with my match and be able to watch Josh and <laughs> see everything that happens. Right. Damn, I got hiccups. I'll say this before we go in there uh, push one. This game's a lot closer than I thought it would be. Which I, usually doesn't bode well for Tennessee. Well, I don't know because uh, if they keep holding, they put a graphic up before tip-off. It said that, uh, well, there you go, 0.77 points of possession. That's a good drive right there. 
you know me, I'm a Bama fan, but I also pull for the SEC, so I'd love to see at least these two teams make it because we know Arkansas got put the fuck out. I mean, yeah. the game's not going to yet, but. Oh, let me see. I'm going to turn to the other one real quick, see what the score is. It's a uh, commercial. All right, they're back. Hold on. All right, well, let's get ready. Uh, who, Josh. who are you pushing? Joshua. i tell you who I'm going to push. He's been on, he, ever since from the old building to the new building, he's been consistent every day. He's been a part of some big stories at RCW, and like him or hate, love him or hate him, you got to respect him. He's one of the veterans of this business. I'm pushing West Blaze. I can see that. Just for the record, though, if a girl comes to the show to see Wes plays, no, then it's not a good idea. <laughs> that should have been the only red flag you needed there, buddy. Do what? That should have been the only red flag you needed. Oh, my God. 88-65, five Arkansas goes down. Aye. Now you got Gonzaga-UCLA up next, a two-versus-three matchup, so that should be good and competitive. Ow. Oh, <laughs> called the foul on... Oh, offensive foul. Okay, yeah. Uh, I am pushing a guy that I seen for the first time Saturday night. Was thoroughly impressed. Is Braden Toon? Heck yeah. Kid's great in the ring. He's great behind the scenes. He just wants to learn. He wants to get better in the ring. He wants to get better on promos. Uh, he's based out of Alabama. I'm not sure exactly what part. Um, we're going to be using them in the future at RCW. Uh, guys, look him up. Uh, if you're a promoter listening to this, uh, I'm sure it's Braden too, but you can find him on my Facebook. You can find him on, honestly, most of the guys from RCW's Facebook. Uh, he actually posted on Chris Crunk's page, so definitely give him a look. Uh, he's a young up-and-comer that will impress you and will be an asset to any show you book him on. Yeah, I know that match was going on, and Tyler was going crazy for it. He kept coming back. He's like, motherfucker, I want to see you wrestle that kid. Oh, uh, y'all be good against each other. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell you how many times I heard Tyler say that the other night. Uh, here's just some news real quick. Uh, Las Vegas Aces, which is in the WNBA, yep. and Raiders Mark Davis announced today the seven-time Super Bowl champion Tom Brady has acquired an ownership interest in the world champion WNBA Las Vegas Aces franchise. Oh. Well, maybe he's really done this time. No, I doubt that. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to be playing for Miami. Oh, that's... uh... Apparently, Fight had an AEW plan as well. Wait, what? Yeah, this guy just posted. The headline says, interesting coincidence. AEW monthly can be canceled at a month's notice. I heard a couple streaming platform, platforms mention a new wrestling service is coming. Maybe AEW and NWA are teaming up. And he shares a screenshot. Uh, his name is Ivan Hadishi, so I'm assuming he might be overseas. Okay. Okay. 
It says, unfortunately, the annual AEW Plus option on five has been discontinued on January 31st, 2023. That means the renewal date for your annual subscription will be at its end date. It will not renew at all because there won't be any available option for it to renew anymore. If you wish to continue using AEW Plus on five after this happens, you'll need to start a new AEW Plus monthly subscription. We apologize for any inconvenience calls and thank you for your understanding. Kind of regards, Ivan from Five. That's the same message that I got from the NWA, which is here's the NWA one. Hello, we have news about your NWA subscription on Five. NWA weekly content will be available on Five until the end of the month, but episodes airing live until the 31st of January. Starting this, the episodes will be airing on NWA's YouTube channel. As of February 1st, these episodes will only be available on NWA's YouTube channel won't be aired on Five. As for the NWA pay-per-views included in your <coughs> annual subscription, we'll air them on Five until the end of August 2023. From September 1st, 2023, you will no longer be able to watch NWA pay-per-views with an annual NWA subscription. Unfortunately, we cannot cancel your subscription from our end. Please follow these steps to cancel your subscription. Which that the NWA was the same one that I got, which essentially means that uh, June or July was always ready. Do you remember which one? Uh, June. Okay, so mine will end in June, which means we'll have to pay for the pay per views going forward from August. But to me, that's that's a given. That's worth paying money for. But right. interesting. I didn't know they had an AEW option. I wonder if that was just overseas. I think because so. Because for the pay-per-views, they own five international. Okay, now. Trying to think who I want to push. I've been thinking yes, this whole time. I just asked if that was outside the U.S. And the guy commented, yeah, that the AEW plan was just outside of the U.S., but the NWA was locally. Okay, okay. I don't see them working. Now that I read all that, I don't see them working together. What I see is that we know what the NWA still is. They're going to stream pay-per-views on time, but they're focusing on their YouTube to get more eyes on the product, right. which, is, which is fine. And actually, probably a smarter move, but I think AEW will develop their own streaming site uh, worldwide, kind of like they've got with the uh, Honor Club. All right, my push, I'm going, uh, I'm going to go for a name this time. I don't do this very often, but it's somebody that I'm a big fan of that I want to see. Pushed. I want to see who butcher. No, sorry, I didn't mean to laugh, but y'all have to check out the picture we'll send. Okay, I will look as soon as I can. But no, I want to go. It's a guy like he's getting he's doing pretty good right now. I want to see him do more, I want to see him used more and used to his ability. And that's LA Knight. Yeah, let me talk to you. You've been doing up perfect. I've been a LA fan since it was Sean Ricker on the uh, California Indies wrestling for Dave Marcus's championship wrestling. 
then he gets called up to developmental was good. I loved him in Impact. I didn't loved, loved him in the early days of the NWA as well. I didn't get to see a lot of the Impact stuff. Uh, you know, highlights here and there. Everything I've seen of him's always been solid. Uh, when it came to the NWA, that's this was before I was watching NWA when he was there. But still, every clip that I've seen, he's just he's money everywhere, whether it's promos, in ring, whatever. Do you remember the talk show he had on Impact, where he had the dummy button? Yes, I love that. And the guy's name is L.A. You got him some way prominently at an L.A.-based WrestleMania, right? That shit writes itself. So, speaking of mania and takeovers and all that stuff, do y'all remember the good, like, takeovers where they had their honeys just sitting in the crowd? Yeah. So, what is the likelihood you think of Barry getting his wish when we see Nick Aldis in the crowd and in the lip? I don't think they'd put him in NXT. Yeah, I do. Because he doesn't wrestle a WWE style. He's still got a more of an old school NWA indie style. Not super indie, you know what I'm saying? Like, slow it down, tell a story style. Right, but no, nah, just. <clears throat> and just honestly, his... you're going to go back to that, that same thing. That, yeah, he was the TNA world champion, but how many years ago was that? How many people watched the NWA when he was on top? Right, and I understand that, but it's just one of those with his age, if they sign him to go to NXT. Yeah, pros and cons for it, but I just wish they'd get back to doing that on their their premium live events. Is You know, like, I get having Dragon League debut in a match. I do, don't get me wrong. But I would love to have seen him debut at the last pay-per-view. And for the Avengers Day or whatever, just be in the crowd as the next big uh, sign. They actually did that at Roadblock. Who was in the crowd? Uh, Dragon Lee. What was Roadblock? The one where uh, Roxanne uh, Perez passed out. Like their actual premium live events, not one that's just on the network or on the TV, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I mean, Roadblock, it was just... It they named special. They named the show. That's all it was. But I mean, that's right. where. Hey, that's just that's just NXT TV. I hate when they do that. But to me, you get a better reaction because you're not in front of the same crowd that's conditioned to love what you like. Like full sale love to the love, and that made for early NXT to be great. But when you're out there in Brooklyn and you show Drew McIntyre in the crowd, that may be the wrong venue or whatever. But you get where I'm going with that. You yeah. get the huge pop, or like when you have the surprise debut of James Storm. Like I wish they'd get back to some shit like that. Okay. <coughs> I remember when James Storm had that little run for half a second when he debuted. Murray, uh, who was the major debut first? There was rumors about Cole and all them coming in, but Roddy was the first one to join. Yeah, Roddy was first. He was there for a while, then uh. No. Right, but you didn't hear about that. All you heard about was Cole and Fish and O'Reilly, 
in talks with WWE. You never heard anything about Roddy, then you turn on a random NXT TV and here comes Roddy. Right. But to me, that just, and you know, I love the black and gold, the original NXT, and I love the, the takeovers better than standing delivers. Might just be my bias on that, but I just thought it was a, a bigger pop when you'd come from a, the end of a match to a BTR for the next match, and the crowd's panning in there, sits this guy, get a huge crowd reaction. Yeah, I agree. I used to like when they would do that. Even if I didn't know the guy, you could tell... You know, yeah, you can tell yeah, the hype behind them just because of the crowd reaction. Yeah. And then you Google to see who they were, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to like this guy or whatever. It's like when they first brought Balor in. I was a Japanese fan. I knew who Balor was. Uh, yeah. Well, I'd never seen any Balor in New Japan. I didn't know. I didn't even realize New Japan was still going when they brought Balor in. I love me some Fergal. I love the paint that he did in, in New Japan. I love Fergie, too. Fergalicious. Fergalicious death. And on that note, guys, this has been the Turn the Buckle podcast for this week. Uh, Once again, we're going to try to come to you next week early, get the episode out to you guys Wednesday morning so y'all can... Maybe Ben will talk the, the surgeon into playing the podcast while they're cutting on Ben's neck. I mean, hey, you know, whatever makes you happy, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but look, I know y'all usually listen to music to, during surgeries, but I need my listeners up. Can y'all listen to my latest podcast? Yeah, listen to the podcast while you get in there. You get in yeah, deep, we'll and then come, I'll go in deep we'll, on you guys. We'll come in to you Tuesday. It'll drop Wednesday while I'm in surgery. So uh, I guess we'll talk to you guys then. You got anything else, Josh? Man, just come on out on the 31st of March to RCW. See some damn good wrestling. Support your local independent players. Just come come have fun with us, guys. Justin, you need to come. Jesse, you need to come. On that note, it sounds like Josh wants semen. Peace out, fuckers. (laughs)